What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarice. And this is Book 7. The no, the crown, a uh, crown of swords. It's the, it's the nerdy wordy, the book, the club. The, mm-hmm. Yep, nailed it. Professional. That is right. Welcome back to the only podcast that talks about the Wheel of Time. The only one that yeah. exists. Nobody else does what we do. And we're the most professional at it. We definitely didn't forget how to do any of this. I feel like that was a pretty typical intro for us. You know what it was? It, you're, you're right. Yep. I don't know what that says about us, but uh, cool. <laughs> we used to, for those of you who did not watch the first 30, I don't know how many of these we've done. We used to start with Clarus pretending that she hadn't finished the reading until the show started. Mm-hmm. And we did that like every episode. And then we did that joke for like it it wasn't funny. It was maybe funny the first time we did it. And it was maybe. never funny after that. But we yeah. just kept doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you guys have any ideas for how to start the show, uh, we we're, we're, we want to take ideas. Yeah. Drop them in the Discord. Tell us how you want us to begin a book club, and we'll yes. we'll maybe take some of those ideas. But keep it like you know, sixty seconds or less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or if someone wants to write like a book club song, a theme song. Yeah, because right now we just use the nerdy wordy book club. But if someone wants to write like the the nerdy wordy book club theme song, uh, send those to us. Uh, we have to start today by thanking <laughs> Methany for that super duper chat. Methany. Uh, no need you. to read this out. I probably can't make it today, so here's my contribution. Have fun, Methany. You already made it today. You you made it. You had That's to make matters. it in order to drop that. So you did. Um, it. You did the thing. And we have some nargs. Uh, Blue. Blue, welcome back. A nine month narg, and sex monkey, an eight month narg. Let's freaking go. Thank you so much for being here, friends. We 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 appreciate it. We missed you guys. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I was like, oh no no book club. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nim says that was a joke. I thought it was a neat intro. I thought Nailed so too, it. but I thought it would be like funnier than it was, and it was never funny. Was the problem was in my head? It was like, it was it was funny. It's just I, yeah. It's hard to tell how things land online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you the, know, the other problem with it was that I was always just like off camera here, mm-hmm. and then I would have to we would have to like mute everything, and I would have to get my chair in during the ten seconds of the song. It was like a whole shuffle. Is is. It I was wish we had a like behind the scenes video of what that looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it was a it was it was because their carpet is here. It was a lot, you guys. It was yeah, a lot don't of worry like. About it. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. But we're gonna come up with something new uh, as we get into the second half because we're in book seven. We're like heading towards the second half of our reading. Uh, yes. I was like, math. I think technically in book-wise, it's going to be halfway through book eight that we're halfway through the books in terms of like book numbers. But in terms of word numbers, we're, we're over halfway. We're already halfway there so, while living on a prayer. So those of you who have joined us for the first half of The Wheel of Time, thank you so much. Stick around. We're going to do all of it. I promise. Uh, before we get into uh, the uh, A Crown of Swords book, though, I got to say, wow, I'm, I'm rough today. <laughs> Uh, this Drink podcast, your coffee. this podcast is brought to you by Audible. What? Yeah, Audible is what? a online uh, service uh, that allows you to sign up and be a member, so that you can actually afford audiobooks. Because mm-hmm. audiobooks, when okay, so when Audible first reached out and was like, "Hey, let's do this thing," I was like, "Why don't people just buy audiobooks?" 
And so I Googled audiobooks and they're like $75. They're like, you can buy a book for like $9, but an audiobook is like $75. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. But if you go to Audible, you can basically be on like a monthly service plan where you get mm -hmm. a free audiobook credit every month. If you sign up using audibletrial.com slash nerdy nightly, you get your first month, your first book free. That's on me. Yeah. I'm spotting guy. you. I'm spotting you an audiobook. This guy right here. And the book, those books are like 50 hours long. Like that's like a full-time job. <laughs> so one a month is going to be a lot. Yeah. We used our credit this month to buy The Cimmerillion. Which was a mistake. Uh, yeah, it was it's a mistake. Hard. It's it, oh yeah. There's a lot of names in there, and mm -hmm. I my brain. Uh, Kevin, thank you for that super. Kevin Peters, chat. thank you so much. Let's freaking go! But this is brought to you by Audible, a series of coding that puts the sounds of other people into your brain. Yes, uh, Silmarillion is a good book. I don't want people to think that that's the mistake. No, the mistake no. is that I haven't read the Silmarillion in ten years, and. The, trying to remember what things are when I haven't seen the words and yes. the nonsense words is hard. Yes, we're uh, we're yeah. both more visual than auditory. I think is the right word. Learners, I think, uh, uh, like the names of the people. If I don't mm -hmm. and the gods and stuff, if I can't see them in front of my face, I can't. I don't remember a single name. I know the general story and like what's happening and that kind of thing. Cannot remember names. Y'all, I have a hard enough time when I'm looking at them. And yeah. I'm like, oh, they're in Salad Bar. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Salad Bar. What, who is one. Josh? Jo oh, um. It's like Jahar Nishima or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and you were like, it's Josh. It's Josh. Uh, but yeah, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdy nightly. They have over a hundred and something that like there's like a thousand hundreds of thousands of audiobooks. You can go over there, get a free one on us. Mm -hmm. And um, thank you to Audible for uh, working with us yeah. at the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. Yeah. This this podcast makes sense for them to spot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just makes sense. Us working with Audible, it just makes sense. <laughs> Father Jerusalem, thank you for that super thank chat. Thank you for the super uh, chat. Obviously, the theme song should be 50 cents in the club. Nothing says hardcore rap like two white set Canadians reading fantasy books. That's funny because we're actually from um, Calgary. Uh -huh. And there's the song in the dome, which is the chilling with Jerome. Got my eye on the cup, baby. We gonna bring it home. I don't know hockey at all, but the, but that song yeah. for some reason is like if you lived in Calgary, it's like burned into your blood. I, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, wow, that that brought out a twelve year old nerdy in a way that I did not expect. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! We also joked that if we ever did rap, mm -hmm. um, uh, my my rapper name would be Lil Roos. Lil Roos. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe one day. Uh, Marisa brings up hashtag justice for Ken. I think that's a good time for us to transition back to talking about the wheel of time uh, because what? the last place we left off, which was a while ago. Sorry, we had to go to Disney and be all cute and have yeah, fun. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> The last time we, uh, the last time we left off, mm -hmm. we were in Dumai's Wells, just kind of living with the aftermath of destruction. I mean, and yeah, chaos we got to and experience death. it. Yeah, yes. it was fun. And then, and then figuring out what happened afterwards. And uh, I did not expect this book to go back from a different perspective. This is the first time we've done this, right? I believe so. I don't know that we've had a book go back through someone's POV into the epilogue of the previous book before. The epilogue? Well, no, the final chapter. Both. 
both. Yeah, because the um the final chapter of our reading, chapter mm-hmm. eight, um, did go back. It was um Egwene's perspective mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the epilogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breezy wants to know if we got the lightsaber. Do you wanna? Oh yeah, we did. Is it close by? Yeah. It is. It is right there, y'all. Uh, we did, in fact. Uh, we would like to thank uh, the members of the book club who went ham. And sponsored, uh, and this, sponsored lightsaber. this lightsaber. Thank you for sponsoring uh, Calcast. This is double sided blade. Yeah, because isn't uh, it beautiful? Gonna gonna do a cosplay. So thank you. It's uh, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> Although I had to get the shorter blades because otherwise that thing would be taller than I am. Well, no, we already um, have the taller ones. We have we have both. We have two. Oh, both. that's true. We already yeah. ha- we don't need those. Um. So, yeah, it was just it was interesting to start this book. Uh, the epilogue of this book was particularly yeah. interesting, right? Um, or not the epilogue, the prologue. Shall we start there? Yes. Prologue. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. We are 16 minutes in and we're starting the show. Typical. Nobody's surprised. No, nine minutes in. Nine minutes in. Well, yeah. Not that bad. Uh, the prologue of A Crown of Swords begins mm-hmm. with a little old lady. A little, wow. A little old lady. I don't think she would appreciate that. Uh, she can't be that old because she has chosen to live at the tippy top of the tower, which seems like, you yeah, know, not the best choice, but... I mean, those stairs are going to wreak havoc on your knees, but like, mm-hmm. hey, the exercise is good, so, um, yeah. <clears throat> so, we start with Aleda, uh-huh. the Amerlin seat of the White Tower, with her striped stole and her shitty opinions and terrible attitude and just <laughs> remarkable failure of a human being. Uh, she's looking out of a window from the tippy tippy top of the giant dick that rests just north of North Harbor. <laughs> and she's looking at the many, many people she's employed to build another tall, tippy tall tower um, for she, the sole purpose of, I, I don't know, building it. She doesn't like men, but she definitely likes shafts. So I I, I don't know. It's 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 this weird, like... I feel like Aleda is confused. Uh, Bob C, thank you for that super chat. Welcome on in. I hate you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, she's like, you know what? I'm going to have a bigger palace than everybody else. And I was like, okay. Uh, Bob C right. says, uh, two things I've been waiting for today. Nerdy Knightley and Alice in Chains, Breaking Benjamin and Bush. Ah. I don't know. I don't know it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what those things are. I think are, those but are bands, aren't I'm they? I'm very excited for you. Bands? I, yeah, I think isn't Alice in Chains a band? I have no idea. Um, so Aleda, Aleda was like, "Look, if all of these men in this series are going to have well-turned calves, I want well-turned calves as well." And so I'm going to force myself to do the stairs. <laughs> she does the stairmaster yeah. every day. Yeah. Well, they don't have a stairmaster in these times, right? Right. And so. So Aleda's just trying to get her steps in. Yeah. Stairs, right. Look, Aleda is about physical fitness, and that I can support. Yeah, her Apple Watch is just like bothering her, and she's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Aleda's Apple Watch never has to tell her to stand. No, no, she no. She stands up for at least a minute every hour. Um. Uh, all right. Um, Aleda is the worst. I feel like we already knew that, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that, that That was established. But this chapter, oh my god, she's not only the worst, but she's so cocky and self-assured. And and wasteful. What's, what's so yeah. surprising to me about it is how wasteful she is in a mm-hmm. time when it's, it's already so hard on everybody. Yeah. Like, she, you know, obviously the weather will eventually get fixed, but until it does, 
millions of people are going to die. Yeah. Like, the kind of famine that this kind of weather will create for Randland is going to kill at least hundreds of thousands at of least people. Right. <laughs> at least seven. Right. At least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least seven. What a tragedy that seven people die after Dumai's Wells where... <laughs> but, yeah, it's just... Um, it, the, the, the weird thing that this moment reminded me of was actually all of the jokes about um, Barack Obama getting the Nobel Peace Prize just for being elected. When he hadn't really, like, done anything yet, he had just, like, right. been elected president. Right, right, right. And, you know, obviously they're... The, the idea of Barack Obama winning a Nobel Peace Prize uh, now is kind of hilarious given how many drone strikes he authorized. But um, I'm not necessarily sure that's a man I would give a peace prize to. Uh, uh, uh-huh. And suddenly all of our American viewership are like... Yeah, okay, all right. Um, but... Uh, not everyone is, is perfect. This... Look, I don't think he was the worst person ever. I just maybe no. wouldn't give him a peace prize. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the it just reminded me of that because you're like, I was a I'm raised Amerlin, and so I immediately deserve a palace. And I was like, I don't know, maybe do yeah. something first, she's maybe like, earn it. She's like, I'm gonna go down as the greatest Amerlin seat in the history of Amerlin seats, and you're like. You've been there for like five minutes. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I would, I would chill out a little bit, right? Like earn it. And and she, she's, she, she's not she, the the most that she's done is sent people to successfully capture Rand. Right? She believes that Rand mm-hmm. has been the 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 ring is in the bull's nose and all of that. Uh, Perry Wolf, thank you for that super chat. Perry Wolf, I'm amazed Alita doesn't have two I said I powering a platform elevator every day. Yeah, honestly. That is very funny. I could absolutely see I it. could see her doing yeah. it too, just being like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just air, right? I'm sure it's air weeks. I want an Aes Sedai powered theme park. That's how they raise money to build Alita's spire, is you go and there are rides, but it's just like women with the one power like whipping you around on like a Ferris wheel. Oh my god. You know how like royalty and everything, they throw parties to like distract the people from their starvation? Yeah, they build an amusement park. Yeah. The Aes Sedai, um, it's like the Aes Sedai world. Uh I think this is just because we were just in Disney World, but like (laughs) think of, think of how cool the rides could be if there was, if you had Uh magic involved. Here's the thing. I feel like everyone are terrified of Aes Sedai. I don't know if anyone would ride those. I know, but people are terrified of the Tower of Terror, and we still went on it. You know what I mean? Because it's rad. Don't change Disney. Please don't change the Tower of Terror in Disney World. I understand. The Guardians one at Disneyland is so much fun. It's great, yeah. But, like, the OG, the the, the Twilight Zone, it's the it's so good. Don't change the Tower of Terror at Disney World. It's it just don't don't mess with it. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's how, like, the novices learn to, like, build up their strength. Yes. Yeah. Well, you don't make no, no, no. You don't. Yeah. You don't make raised Aes Sedai do it. Yeah. Much like you don't allow adults to run carny rides. You yeah. have fifteen-year-olds who have no idea what they're doing. Exactly. Put in the charge of the safety of adult people. Yeah, because it's like a minimum wage job outside in the sun all day. Um. So Aleda, Aleda is uh reading a little piece of paper, mm-hmm. and she's stoked. Because it says that uh, the, the the nose ring is in the bull or some shit. The, yes. The ring is in the bull's nose. Yeah. Because um, the way that people speak in code in uh, Randland is by it barely being a code. Yeah. It, like, <clears throat> I mean, if anyone else read that, if you didn't know that the Aes Sedai had been sent, I'm assuming, like, you wouldn't know what that means. 
No, but you would read it and go, why the fuck are the Aes Sedai writing such a weird thing to each other? I guess. If you want to try to figure it out. If you want to write good code, uh-huh. make it be something that seems like something someone would actually write somebody. Yeah. Rather than writing code that says, this is a code for something. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when, when the Secret Service goes, the eagle is in the nest, uh-huh. everyone knows what it means. It's just like tradition. But like, <laughs> if I got that piece of paper, I'd be like, oh, okay, so they're up to some shady shit because they're <laughs> writing weird Wait, shit to each other. The Aes Sedai? Shady? What? I know, but it was just, it's like... Like, write that, like, you know, they found a stockroom full of bananas mm-hmm. in the south part of Tarvalon, right? And you're like, that's, like, a thing that the the White Tower might need to know. Yeah. So, like, it's innocuous enough that someone who reads it wouldn't immediately go, oh, hey, this is a secret message. It's a secret. I guess that's a good point. I, I honestly never thought about that. Because I was like, how how would they figure it out, any, out anyways? But uh, It's not about figuring out. I, I don't think that you would read that and be like, oh, they have Rand kidnapped. No. I'm yeah. saying that you would read that and be like, and this be is like, such a nonsense thing for someone to stuff going on. send by carrier pigeon that, so, that, that, that they're up to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's the, I think that that's fair. Um, one of the most, uh, it, it actually starts in this section. But <clears throat> one of the coolest things about this section of the book mm-hmm. Is it introduces the idea that um, the Aes Sedai and the history of the Emerlin Seed actually have a lot of shady shit that's not recorded. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and, yeah. Which I... Because of course they do. Oh, of course they do. Like, no. it makes total sense. And I hope that we get more of that as opposed to just, like, referring to it. I don't... Did they ever... Did anyone ever write, like, a Cimmerillion for the Wheel of Time? Like, stuff that's, like, mentioned but, like, we don't know about? Is that a thing? Can you imagine how dense that would be? Oh, I, I would. It would just be I a description of how fashions changed in different countries over time. Yes, and Knowing how Robert big Jordan. women's breasts were, depending on where they were born. <laughs> in the first stage, women had smaller breasts and therefore struggled to fold their arms underneath them. But as food became more plentiful and women's breasts grew larger, uh-huh. many women could shove their arms under their breasts when they sighed, and Robert Jordan was happy. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, that would be, like, the opening lines. The Um, creator, upon bringing man into the world, realized his mistake of not giving women large humba boombas and so over time he changed that. That he might look down and see them fold their arms neath thy large jiggly curtains. And he was pleased. Wow. You, you, you started off so strong there. Well done. I thought it was funny. Um, okay, so there is a book with bad art that does have some some history stuff. Oh, the big white book of bad art. Yeah, yeah. I also, that. I wonder if, because I believe New Spring is a prequel about Moraine, or at least Moraine features prominently in it. Okay. I wonder if that's the kind of stuff that would be in, like, the prequel book. You know? Um... Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I, uh, I feel like it's probably, like, earlier than that in, like, t- the timeline, but... Uh, Father Drew, some thank you for the super chat. They said, uh, if you're going to write code, the only applicable one is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. Is that, like, a Ocarina of Time song? What? Are you... Please tell me you're trolling. <laughs> yeah. I totally know what that means. I think I think I have to get divorced. Why? 
This is almost as bad as you not knowing who Glenn Close was. Ah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Wow. I don't know what Konami code is. I we we all we are all aware that you don't know what the Konami code is. Um. Wow. Wow. You are of you are of the age. You should know this. I literally have no idea what any of this is in reference to. It's, I don't know what Konami it's like is. The Konami. Ko- Konami. Someone said. It is Konami. The Konami code is the like most famous cheat of all time. In video I thought games. that was Motherload. No, the Konami code is like the most famous cheat code in all of video games. Um, it's it's it is like it is one of the like foundational things of video gamers everywhere. Is the Konami code? Um, I I don't think you're allowed to stream on Twitch anymore. I'm pretty sure like you have to deactivate your Twitch hey, account. Hey, I played RuneScape. All right, leave me alone. I know you should know what Konami code is. Is it in RuneScape? <laughs> yes. It is? I guarantee you there's a reference to it somewhere in RuneScape. Well, I also never did any of the lore or quest stuff in RuneScape, so. Wow. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Clarus isn't a cheater, that's why. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Thank you. Wow. Um, I learn so much about you every day, babe. Uh, so, Aleda, uh, she gets this message, and then she turns around, and Alviaren's there, and Alviaren is the worst. I mean, yeah, they both are awful. Uh, yeah, but Alviarin is, like, intentionally the worst. So, and, and this is what I want to get into mm-hmm. between these two ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Aleda after this. I want to say that really clearly. Love, As hate a character. her. Yeah. Uh, I don't hate her. I mean, she's a terrible person. <laughs> yes, but I understand why, and I pity her more than I hate her. Uh-huh. Like, so th- this chapter, or this section of this chapter, we're mm-hmm. still in the first point of view. Yeah. Um, the, this point of view of Aleda allows us the first chance to really experience her foretelling. Yes. And what it did for me was really quickly go from going, why is Aleda so stupid, to, oh, Aleda is a character who genuinely believes that she has been, like, given prescience so that she can win Tarmengaden, right? Mm-hmm. She sees herself, because she literally sees the future, as being necessary to the plan. Yeah. And she she does believe that she's doing what is right by all of humanity. The best- she's doing it with ego, yeah. and she's doing it with, like, a self-centeredness that is unhealthy. Yeah. But how could you not when you are raised with that power? The best part of it, though, is that she is aware enough to be like past foretellers have like misinterpreted and like you know like taken this the wrong way but not me no no never never me i know exactly what i'm doing and i i I found that to be the most interesting part of her character is Mm -hmm. that she knows the consequences of like messing this up and yet Still able somehow to uh, mess it up. Len Peterson, thank you for that super. Len Peterson, my first experience to exposure to the Konami code was in the game Ninja Gaiden. Yes, absolutely on the original NES. It's pretty close to the founding age of the code. Yeah, I didn't have an NES, so I, I, it, we need to move on. I'm just going to be disappointed in you all day. Uh, so Alita, <laughs> um, Alita, Alita just became so much more fascinating to me though upon. This realization that she is not evil. Mm-hmm. She genuinely thinks that she can stop evil. She's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like she she's using her foretelling in a flawed way, mm-hmm. but 
being if I grew up with the ability to see the future, I think that I would eventually be a bad person. Well, and if you have that impression, like the words that are coming out of your mouth, you don't understand them, but you know that they are so right. Mm-hmm. Like you have this feeling and yeah. you know, I, I've never experienced that. I don't know what that means, but like I can't I can't imagine the like weight of that. Yeah, absolutely. And and then that pressure, especially among the Aes Sedai, to be like, okay, well you need to figure that out. But right? and it gets to um a, a similar conversation we had with Masram Tame mm-hmm. when Masram Tame was talking to Rand when he first got to Camelin mm-hmm. and he was like why wouldn't I have believed that I was the Dragon Reborn? Mm-hmm. I had all this power. I I could do all of these things. Of course, I believed I was the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. And you understand him in that moment. He doesn't come across as evil or yeah. or mean spirited. It is just the prophecies told me that that, uh, that I was supposed to do these things. Yeah. And now that I see you, I get it. You're the Dragon Reborn. I'll follow you. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to apologize for what I did because how was I supposed to know? Yeah. If you guys missed it, we did guest on um, the Wheel Reads podcast on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. On uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, we talked about Loghain. Yeah. And the moment that he sees Rand because that was part of the chapters that we... Well, it was related to the chapters that yeah, we discussed yeah. anyways. Um, so you should definitely go, um, watch that episode over there. Um, yeah, we had a great conversation lovely. over on the Wheel Reads. Uh, if you yeah. want to wait for the podcast version, that is going to drop next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to listen to the, it now, it's on YouTube. It's live. You can go uh, watch that over on their YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I found, uh, I, I like Aleda a lot now as a character and I hope to spend more time with her actually. Yep. Um, because I, I want to see her downfall cause she's wrong. Yeah. But I want to experience her experience and her downfall, because I think that that will be fascinating. Yes. Uh, Glenn Peterson, thank you for another super chat. Alida in this book feels like the theme of Fargo, the banality of evil. Oh, I haven't seen Fargo. I'm sorry. I know. Um, but uh, Alvierin basically, like, pokes her and prods her, and uh-huh. we know Alvierin is literally, like, devil incarnate. But, but the best part is she's not even, like, doing anything. The fact that she just doesn't react just has Alida like seething. No, the way like that she, she's responding and and as she's setting Alita up, she is she's doing so oh, much. She knows what she's doing, absolutely. But like but Alita is taking every single moment and being like Ugh, like she's so upset about everything. Even yeah, when Alviaren reacts or does not react or says something or doesn't say something, like I'm like Jesus Christ. No, I get it. I get it 100%. It's because this is this is I I I am this way with some people. Where it builds up. Everything you do. Yeah, it's not the first time they've talked, right? Mm -hmm. And so it builds up to a point where you are so frustrated with them as a person Mm -hmm. that you literally can't tolerate any of their behavior, even if it's innocuous, Mm -hmm. because you just can't stand. She's at the point where she just can't stand Alvierin so much that no matter what Alvierin does at this point, Mm -hmm. she's over it. Well, and it all started with the fact that, like, traditionally the Keeper should be a red, Mm -hmm. but she couldn't have been because Aleda did not have the ability to get where she was without Alviarin, and that is, that just, like, eats away at her, you know? With, funny enough, she couldn't get there without the Black Aja. Yeah. Which Which says a lot about your rule. Yep. She doesn't know yet, but she will soon. Um, But uh, we're going to talk about the foretelling? uh, (laughs) Yes. Uh, So uh, Leda um, breaks her little figurine. She gets upset about it. She's like, oh, yeah, this thing was hundreds and hundreds of years old. Yeah. Darn. I would love if all of the figurines in her box were uh, uh, on grails for men, and she just didn't know it. 
Because she can't feel any power off of them. And she They're no like the little idea. fat man. And so, like, the, yeah, she just, she's, like, toying with these, like, ongrails. And she has yeah. no idea that they're ongrails. Also, I didn't realize that Rand had lost. I, I forgot that. that All right, been... jumping ahead seven chapters. Sorry, but, like, I, I, I didn't realize he didn't have that anymore. I mean, he was naked in a box for. Totally. And, like, it makes sense. But I just didn't now, think about it. I have a feeling it's on the road somewhere. Just, like, laying around. Yeah, because why would the I said I have kept it? They're like, it's a rock. They don't know what it is. It's just a little fat man. It's a rock. Welcome to the rock. Uh, so, Aleda has a foretelling uh-huh. in which um, uh, she goes all like, and then. Um, That's not what happens. The White Tower will be whole again, except for the remnants cast out and scorned. Whole and stronger Aleda. than ever. Yeah. Okay. I'm reading. I keep going. Randall Thor will face the Emerlin seat and know her anger. The Black Tower will be rent in blood and fire, and sisters will walk its grounds, this I foretell. Okay, I have a crazy prediction. What? That the Amarillin seed in this is uh, Egwene, and it's not Aleda. I don't agree. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think that Randall Thor will face the Amarillin seat, and he will know her anger, and then he will kill her. I think she's going to yell at him. I think she's going to be real upset. I think she's going to be pissed. Right, right, And then I think that she's going to be deposed. But I do think she's going to get to... I think that Aleda and Rand will be in the same room at some point. Uh, And I think that Rand will be like, "Mm mm-hmm, you're mad? All right, bye-bye. And then he'll be like, Egwene, I have a chair for you. Yeah, okay. All right, I don't know. I definitely think that it's... uh, I I think it's Egwene, personally, but... um, I, I mean, I do, I do think that Rand and Aleda, or maybe, no, I don't know. My bold prediction is that it's Egwene versus Aleda, and not Rand versus Aleda. Um. That's gonna be my prediction, just to be different, because I think it's possible. Oh, I definitely think it's possible, I just think that, I don't, I, I don't know that Egwene could beat Aleda. Why? She's more powerful. Than Aleda? Yeah. Egwene is one of the strongest channelers in thousands of years. Oh, sure, yeah. But, like, they say that about literally all of our main characters. I guess, but um, Egwene also has these skills that she's learned from Nynaeve and Elaine talking to Mogidian, right? No, it's true. I just, I, I, I don't picture Egwene, I don't picture the end of the fight between the Aes Sedai being a fight between the Aes Sedai somehow. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to be another way out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I I don't know. I, I For some reason, I just, I feel like Rand, <laughs> or, or more accurately, I think that Luce Theron is going to take revenge on Aleda uh, more so than I think that Aleda and Egwene are going to like oh, duel Luce. it out in single combat. You know what I mean? Like that. I mean, that's if, where I'm like, what? Okay, but what if it's Loghain? What if Loghain gets to spank Aleda? Uh, that just doesn't have anything to do with the prophecy. No, no. But it all it says is that the Amerlin will feel... And that's what I'm saying is the the, the, the Amerlin in this prophecy, I, I, I personally think is Egwene. But Egwene's always mad at Rand. Like, that that's boring. Yeah, that's what I read in chat. I was like, you're not like, wrong. When it, when has Egwene ever not... Uh, outside of Eye of the World. Mm-hmm. Like, since, since they got to Falma... Gwen's been mad at pretty much everyone all the time. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not like wrong. the the thing about Gwen and Rand is that Rand would have to like do something to the Aes Sedai th- that would be villainous. Well, I mean, he made a bunch of them spur fealty, and like they're kind of 
they're not quite prisoners, but like kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And Rand would be like terrified of a host of Aes Sedai, right? Of hundreds of them that Egwene has. Like, yeah, he's like, not exactly gonna work with them. That's well, true. and that's the thing is like I don't think Luce Theron in his head would like allow it. I think that that would be very like triggering. Like right, like he's only mm-hmm. he's only around small groups some of them at a time. Can you imagine hundreds? Like, I think Luce Theron would, like, rip Rand apart. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's fair. That's know. fair. I, I just know her anger is just an interesting thing. Uh, yeah. But let's move on to, um, oh, th- so the White Tower will be whole again, except for the remnants cast out and scorned. Do you think that the remnants are people who are be cast out and scorned in the future? Or do you think that Solan and Leanne um, are not brought back into this whole fold somehow? Because when I think about the remnants who are cast out and scorned, the only ones who were actually cast out and scorned from the original, like, rending of the White Tower were Swan and um, Leanne, right? And then other people left afterwards. But, like, and maybe I'm maybe I'm reading that wrong. Maybe all of them were cast out and scorned. But because everyone else was welcomed back except Swan and Leanne, do you think it's, do you think the prophecy is about the two of them not being welcomed back in for some reason? Because something comes out about their machinations up until this point. Oh, like they get discovered that they've been playing everybody? Yeah. Maybe. I read it as like Elena and her Aes Sedai. I read it as the Reds. The Reds are going to be like severed from the tower. Fair. And Fair. because of Loghain and, and what they did with Swan and Leanne. Um, so that, that was that was my way of reading it, but I think that's interesting. So uh, the Black Tower will be rent in blood and fire, the si- and sisters will walk its grounds. Mm, what do you think that do you think Egwene and the Black Tower go to war? Egwene and the Black Tower. I want to say Rand and Egwene are too smart to do that because they know that <laughs> you want to say that. I want to. I really. Really, really want to, but I am worried mm-hmm. that it's not Rand; it's Masram Tame. Who like? Oh, who's gonna do something dumb? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I think that's viable. I don't know. I feel like. Um, and then Loghain has like replaces him as like the leader of it to pick up the remnants. Maybe the thing that I find surprising about that is I don't really understand how the Isidai I could stand a chance against the Ashaman. Well, there are definitely more Aes Sedai currently. Yes, but the Aes Sedai can't attack the Ashaman. I, if the Ashaman attack first, they can. Yes, but so why Why did they, how, how do you get enough Aes Sedai into the Black Tower to be attacked? I mean, it's just a farm. Yeah, no, I know, but like you would have to go there. Yeah, I mean, we know that um, Alviaran learns how to uh, travel, so... Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they just show up there, the the Ashman would probably just attack. Now, it's interesting. I would love mm. for Rand to be able to learn whatever Raven did, yeah. where the 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 portal triggered the traps that he had. Um, but I don't think that that would happen for a while if it does happen at all. But didn't that word that word only stopped other men, right? Like, I don't think that... that Stop them? No, it was right, but I don't think, I'm channeling. saying that I don't think that Sidar would trigger men's wards. I don't know. I don't know either, right? Because yeah. I, I know that he left the ward for Rand. I don't think that he left yeah, it for it was, all female channeling. For female... No, no, no. It was if a man channels yeah, yeah, yeah. in this vicinity or whatever, it, boom. 
Like, oh. boom. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, we get the foretelling, which uh, freaks out Alviaren momentarily, which is fun. We, she breaks her cold exterior for a brief moment. Brief moment. Uh, and then um, uh, she leaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aleda is all pissed at her, and she goes and looks at her, the thing that's being built for her, and she's like, Good. <laughs> Good, yes. Good. Unlimited power! But that is basically Aleda, yeah. <clears throat> so we cut to Savannah. Uh-huh. Fucking Savannah. I really, I wish Savannah had just died. Oh, is it Savannah first or Alviaren? Is it not, is it Alviaren first? My notes, I I might have taken the notes out of order. I can't Um, remember, doesn't matter. We're gonna go to Savannah uh, because uh, we cut weirdly back to prior to the battle with, um, this was the moment we were like, oh wow, this is before Dumai's Wells. Mm -hmm. It took me a moment because I thought they were setting up to it like, I thought this was like, oh, we're launching the like, Secondary attack after Dumai's Wells. No, but no, this, this is, is a prequel to the final chapter of the last book. Yeah, Dumai's Wells from the perspective of Savannah and the Shadow. Um, and it's really just Dumai's Wells as told through Savannah's eyes, mm-hmm. uh, in which we learn that Savannah is not a good military leader, and uh, it's really shocking that the Shadow um, people flock to her. I don't get it. Yeah, and the, oh my god, yeah, Savannah is she's. I, oh my god. She's like, I have tits, so Rand is gonna marry me. Is basically. No, I think she was gonna force him to marry her. I mean, I don't know. If she was gonna force him to marry her, she wouldn't need hmm. to, like, show them off while he was, like, being tortured. Fair point. Like, she's you like, you know what? She's like, Fair. you know what? I flirted with all the people I thought might be the best, and then I picked the chief, and then when that chief died, I picked the, the other best chief, and uh, now I'm gonna pick the bestest best chief. Do you think there's a world in which Rand does marry Savannah to end the um, battle with the Shido? No. There's no way. Well, because we get later on, and I'm gonna jump ahead like you did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I called you out for that too. We do that all the time. I know. Um, I was just trying to be funny. Uh, so Rand, when in the second last chapter of this, when he's talking with Bale and um, Davram and all of the the council and Camelin, he's like, "Who could I hate enough to marry them to the Dragon Reborn?" And there was a part of my brain that was like, "Oh, that's interesting. Like, what if he was like, I'll, I'll take Savannah as a wife, so that to punish her? No, 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 no. To end the rebellion of the Shido and bring them back under his army and fold." Like, what if he, like, has to have a political marriage for the betterment of everything, and, like, Savannah is, like, left out of all of everything because he has Min, who is his, you know, the person that he spends all his time with. I mean... And Savannah's literally just, like, a placeholder wife to stop war. The problem I see with this is that the Shido are following Savannah without knowing her intent to marry Rand, I don't know why the Shido would support that. They have to. He's the chief of chiefs. And she's their chief. Yeah, but he's currently the chief of chiefs and they're fighting him. Yeah, because... She's not even a real chief, right? Like oh, what happened with Kuladin, right? Um, Father Drusum says, Portal Stones show infinite worlds, but not that infinite you, Savannah and Rand, you. That's the thing is, I, that seems... I don't think... Look, I'm just saying, on Game of Thrones a few weeks ago, we had Patty Considine talking about marrying a 12-year-old. So, in fantasy stuff, weird shit this goes down. This is not down. Game of Thrones. Um, um, well, uh, Savannah's an adult. 
She's no, titties out. She's a full adult. I know. But I, I, I don't just, know why that makes you an adult, being titties out, but sure. I can't see it, especially because she was present when Rand was being tortured. Like, I don't I don't think he could. I, I, I don't I don't think so. I think they're going to get oh, sure. killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stabity I stab. just think it's interesting. The, the way that he was like, who do, who, what woman could I hate enough to marry them was such an interesting way of speaking that yeah. um, it, made, it made me think about Savannah briefly and being like, oh, political marriage could be interesting. No, no, that is that is interesting. I did not make that connection. I hate it, but mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, Savannah and the... We, we all know what happened to Duma as well, so I don't think we'll go through all of her point of view, but um, uh, she, she's, they, they, get, they get messed up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they get the heck out of there. So then we cut over to Alviaren. Mm-hmm. And Alviaren... Oh, wait. The one thing about that mm-hmm. is the... <laughs> they straight up, like... I mean, we kind of already saw Oh, they this. murdered a wise woman. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. We kind of already saw Should it in the previous yes. book. But they rip this woman to shreds and then blame it on Aleda. Well, Galena, yeah. Galena, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, like, Savannah literally, like, murders one of her own to convince everybody that they need to fight Aes Sedai because fighting Aes Sedai is, like, forbidden. Well, not forbidden, but it's, like, uh, the you know. The it Aes- is forbidden for, no, it's forbidden for wise ones to participate in fighting. Well, yes. And so in is, order to yeah. convince them to do that, yeah. yeah. Um, Clark Compax brings up that we uh, we get more wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so, do. I do you think that the do you think going back into the fight was uh, Robert Jordan's way of being like, I mentioned all those wolves and I never used them. I need to give him something. I don't know. It wasn't that. It was. I'm just sad about how many wolves died. Um, yeah. Uh, aren't even the and the wolves are pissed. They're like, this is what happens when you deal in their bullshit. Yeah. Stay away from the two legs. Some of them, though, like. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that that the fact that they just like rip this woman to shreds so that Savannah can be like. We need to attack them. Is she's the worst? Um, she must be so charismatic though to convince people to do that, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. she's got to be rolling nat twenties all over her charisma checks. True that. So Alviren, uh, after her meeting with Aleda, goes back to her uh, bedroom yeah. and finds um, a floating uh, portal into space that looks like the shape of a woman, uh, and it's Masana. We have a Forsaken in the White Tower. Being like, yo, what's up, beesh? Yeah. I mean, we knew we knew that she was in the White Tower. But, um, um, this would get me killed. What? This. I, if someone was like, tell me every word of that conversation you just oh, had. Oh, I'd be like, I, I don't like, remember. Girl, every word? I, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't paying attention for half of the conversation. What do you mean, tell you every Elena word? likes to go on and on and on. Yeah, I would be, I, I would, I would die. And like, I just picture, um, I, I just picture uh, Alvaren in the corner being like, okay, so she picked up the fox uh, figurine and she stroked that for a minute. And then she picked and then up she the, broke fish. the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was reading this. I was like, I I couldn't tell you every word I'm reading as I'm reading it, yeah, yeah, let yeah. alone tell you an entire conversation I just had with someone. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would be so fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I would die. Ember I says, so far, three people have been the worst and we're not even out of the prologue. You're not wrong. A lot of people in Rainland are Everybody's the worst. Everybody's the worst. Yeah. Um, uh, should we rank in terms of worstest to to most? When worst? we get to the end, we, when we get to the end, we should rank like all of the worst characters of the Wheel of Time. Yeah, yeah. And I am including Egwene in book four in that. But only book four, Egwene. It's the only book where I I think she's the worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that is very. Funny. Um, 
So, uh, Masana teaches, uh, uh, Masana is pleased that Alviran remembers every word of the conversation and is like, all right, this is how you make a gateway. Um, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Which is uh, dangerous. The Black Sisters, not just the Forsaken, but now uh, the Black Aja is slowly learning the secrets well, of the Age of Legends. Obviously, just Alviran, if she teaches that to anybody, I think she'll be dead. But, I think yeah. that if Masana is teaching one person, then at least some of the other Forsaken, particularly Simrhaj, who's also in um, the White Tower, like the, the the secrets of the Age of Legends are going to start getting out in more places. I guess. Because Mogidian has taught the Little Tower, like people are learning how to use older magics. The problem as well is that um, LVRN cannot make a gateway in front of other Black Aja without showing them how to do it. <laughs> So it's literally going to have yeah. to be for, like, personal use only. Or other people are going to find out. And the secrets yeah. of the Age of Legends are... They, they are getting out no matter what, right? Oh, like, oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. You, like, the fact that everyone in the Little Tower knows how to make a gateway means a lot of people know how to make a gateway. Yes. Beyond the Little Tower, right? Um, in Randland, each increase in cup size equals plus one charisma. Garlic, thank you for that super chat. Thank you for that super chat. I, I did not expect to have a book club where we talked about boobs so much. Really? Uh, especially since we're not reading smut. I mean... Well, this isn't a crown of thorns and roses. Like, <laughs> uh, I think it's a court, but that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I'll care when I read the book. Mm -hmm. uh, Pedro Nile. We cut over to uh, Senor Nile mm -hmm. for arguably the most shocking thing of today's reading. The, oh, Arguably, yeah, yeah. like, the biggest, the, the biggest news of today's reading is this scene, right? Yeah. Uh, he's playing... Uh, Stones with Morgase. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Morgase is winning. She, she crushes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much so that there's like 31 turns left and he's like, I see it. And he gives up. It's mm -hmm. great. Or no. No, I think that she won at turn 31 and he missed it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. There's mm -hmm. plenty of turns left, but he's like, uh, yeah. you win. Well, I love that in the previous book, Morgase is like, I'm going to just have to like let him win or whatever. And Niall's like, you're letting me win. Like, yeah, if yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. do, like, you, you, you know, come on, step it up. Yeah. And um, so she, she kicks his ass about half the time. And what I find so interesting about this point of view is that it starts off with Niall in this position of intelligence. Mm -hmm. Like, he, they're, they're writing him to be clearly smart enough that he can look at the go, the the not go. I, I'm assuming the game is somewhat like go, but um, the 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 stones board, and he mm -hmm. can see many many turns into the future, right? Yeah. I think that's really fascinating because it sets up that he's really smart and sees things coming before they happen. And then didn't see this coming. So uh, Morgase leaves because uh, Omerna, the fake spy master, says that there's some really important shit going down. And uh, Omerna uh, gives him a piece of paper that basically tells him, uh, I'm assuming, but we know. The but we know. The Sanjin have taken over uh, um, um, uh, Tenchiko. Tenchiko, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Omerna stabs him. Yep. And he dies. Yep. So, did you think Pedro Nile was going out this quickly? No, actually, I, I definitely thought he'd be around at least for part of getting Morghese back to her throne. Uh, personally, but I was wrong. It's very wrong. I was shocked. Yeah. Especially in a prologue. Yeah. Like, I thought Pedro Nile would... I, th I was hoping we would see Pedro Nile leave the palace once. Right? No. Like, we've all, we only ever see this character who is built up in so many ways uh, inside of, like, his own room. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen him lead a host of men into battle at least one time yeah. before he died. But no. And the most tragic um, 
uh, part of this is that letter. Uh, it, it gets covered in blood, and nobody knows about the Sanchin. Yeah, and he dies being so like, close. no, they need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, but no, it, it f- fell in some wine. One, he's like, uh, oh, I thought it was blood. Uh, anyways, um, doesn't matter. But yeah, he he's like, not only is the, the like is Rand a problem, this is also a huge problem. Yeah. And the information died with him, and that's going to suck real bad. Well, and then uh, we get Emin Valda pops in. Yeah. He's like, yo, what's, oh my God. Uh, and he immediately murders Omerna mm-hmm. because the thing to do when someone kills a political leader is to kill them and not find out um, why. Good job, Valda. Yeah, which is why I think it was all staged. Oh, you think Valda was in on it? Yeah. Because otherwise... Oh, because then why would they be there and why was Asunawa there so fast? They were I'm everybody. Dumb. Everybody was there immediately. There is there is no way that this was not premeditated in some, in some sense. Like, I'm dumb. No, you're not dumb. No, I am. I should have immediately picked that up. You're so right. It's so obvious. Asuna, cause, no, because Asunawa and Valda already met. They're already right there. <clears throat> yeah. I will say one thing that is so impressive about this is Pedro Nile and Balwer, I think. No, not Balwer. What's his name? His other assistant? Oh, um. um yeah, Balwer. Yeah. Um, I was right. Uh, Pedro Nile and Balwer hid the fact that he was the actual spymaster so well that none of the. Th- Oh, Myrna Valda and uh, Asunawa like, did not know. Fuck this guy. Get him yeah. out of here. I hate useless people. And I'm like. I thought someone would have clued in on it. Like, yeah. I thought maybe Asunawa, at least as the head inquisitor, would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice try, Balwer. Drop the act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, they send him away. And I was like, no, 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 no. That man's very important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh. uh and I'm mm. actually, I'm really hoping and knowing Robert Jordan's writing. I think that this will come to pass, that Balwer is going to be a very important character in these mm-hmm. sections. Like, he's not going anywhere. He's not going away. Um, he's definitely going to have a role to play. Do you think he's a dark friend? No. Mm. No, I don't. We already know other White Cloaks who are dark friends. I don't think he is. Interesting. You yeah. just think he's a believer? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I found really fun here is the uh, Valda, uh, Asunawa kind of like insinuates that there, Val, Valda might not end up being the um, the new Lord Commander. The new Lord Commander, because he was like, if you, uh, if Margiese, if you let her uh, just hang around, I might say that uh, you killed him. But then Valda's so. like, shut up, old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, And he, he basically sets everything in motion. And Asunua, within, like, a page of dialogue, goes, yeah. oh, I guess you are the new Lord Commander. And Valda's yeah. like, I guess I am, motherfucker. Yeah. Try me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Try me, dude. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Valda's got, like, balls of iron. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's like, just, 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 just see. He just- is, he's being threatened by the head of... Of the torturers of the White Cloaks. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to be Lord Commander? Balwer, hey, tell everyone I'm the motherfucking Lord Commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What now, Asunawa? And Asunawa's like, what all right, cool, 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 cool. I, I, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, Robert Power, thank you for that super chat. Um, any predictions for Tovane's Black Tower exposition? 
Well, the problem... We'll get to it, but I don't know yet. There, there's not enough of them, right? Elena believes there's, like, two men who can channel, because she's an idiot. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get to the Rand POV, because cool, cool, cool. we'll get into it. Then. We will get into it, Robert Power. Thank you for that super chat. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Emmanvalda. Uh, who is... Emmanvalda's the, like, the... I, I, we haven't watched a show in a while. Valda is the name of... Um, the guy who tortured... Perrin. Perrin, yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valda... He is a... He, I, I, I'm not... Uh, this is not a knock on the actor. Yeah. Or the writing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they have mixed some some of the White Cloaks together yes, to make it to more... Make Valda. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And so the Valda in the show doesn't necessarily feel like the Valda in the books. Mm-hmm. And that Valda, I don't think... This Valda, I think, would make a good Lord Com- Captain of the Guard. I don't know... Or Lord Commander. Mm. For what they want. Obviously, I the white clo- I don't care about the White Cloaks. But, yeah. Um, I only care about them in so much as how they serve the story. But that Valda, I think, would actually be a terrible Lord Commander. Well, and he's also a questioner, right? Like, and... and, and his, he's not a questioner. Yeah, he tortures... Yeah, he, he puts... He, he, like, burns the Aes Sedai. He puts them to the question. Like, I'm pretty sure... I don't think the show has set up that there's a division. They've said the questioners, though. Yeah, but I don't think Valda in the show is a questioner. I think he just does what he wants. Yes, he is. Yeah, uh, Valda in the show is a questioner. Yeah. And so that's why it's, mm. it, it's a little strange that they've combined him with other people. I, I get it. I get it. I get what they're trying to do. There's too many characters for you to be able to keep track of all of them. Yeah. Um, but it, they are going to have to make some changes with the White Cloak stuff that's going to be interesting. And I, I agree. I think Valda in the book is more Lord Commander material than Valda from the show is. I need to watch the show again. I feel like I feel like the I feel like I'm struggling remembering what's from what sometimes. We are going to do yeah. a rewatch of the show, like a reaction series for you guys before yeah, before season 2 comes out. Um, so we'll be able to go into it with new perspective. We might like pause it and like talk yeah, about yeah. certain things. But yeah, I don't know how so. they're gonna do this then. Uh, and maybe Asuna yeah. just doesn't exist. Maybe it's just Valda. Maybe they make the um, white cloaks a lot smaller in this show. Yeah, which is a shame. I want to see the Fortress of Light realized. I Me hope that's too. in season two. Right? That would be right. Arazu uh, Kashefapur, thank you so much for that thank super, you for the super chat. chat. I think the Valda in the show is a mix of Book Valda and the cinema. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Which, which, like, there's so many conflicts already. Taking away that one, at least at this point, maybe later on, it is like a huge, important, big deal. But right now, I'm like, I kind of get it. I wonder if we'll even get Petra Nile then. I wonder if they'll just use Jeff from Bornhold as the Petra Nile of the show. The problem is he dies. If he dies. Oh, you think he might survive? But, like, if the White Cloaks don't go to Falma, then... Then maybe they cut out his son. No, because he couldn't be... No, 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 I think Dale... I think Dale's in the show. Okay. Dale? Dane. Dane Bornhold. Dane Bornhold. (laughs) Dale. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-
Yep. Uh, and they hold their own, actually, which is impressive. The younglings are not uh, totally useless. Well, no, I mean, they helped, like, if they survived the fighting in the White Tower and they were the ones who turned the tide of it. True, they did fight warders, so I guess that they, they must be pretty impressive. Then they were trained by them, too, right? So. I just, I, I don't really understand that. Yeah. Like, they, yeah, I, I still don't really understand how that worked. Because the warders have superpowers and the younglings yes. don't. Yes. And so, like, I'm not, I. They they skipped through that and they were like, wow, that that Gawain really um really did some stuff. Yeah. We're never gonna explain how that works. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Uh, cause it gets us to this point where Gawain and the Aiel are fighting. Yeah. And um the Aiel run away. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Gawain uh fights three Aiel at once and uh kills two of them like right away. Well, he just want two of them right away, and then this third one actually gives him a run for his money, but he just gets kicked behind by a horse. I think that this is here to set up a future sword fight between Rand and Gawain that's going to be, like, the sword fight of the... Like, I think that the there's going to be bigger battles with magic, obviously, but I think that this, pro, this POV here is just to set up that mm-hmm. Rand can fight five dudes, Gawain can fight three, let's go, head-to-head at some point. Yeah, the problem with that is that... Gawain has said he will not harm Rand, and I, I, he doesn't seem like the kind of person to break a vow like that. But if that. Egwene and Rand go toe-to-toe, Gawain will be on Egwene's side. Gawain will be on Egwene's side, correct. Yeah. Um, Somnia, thank, thank you, you for, for the super chat. super duper chat. Uh, Let's go. Just starting the replay, so this is from very early. Awesome. No worries. Uh, I actually found Clovis reading the last sentence kind of endearing. It wasn't funny, but it was also, but it was almost funny that it kept going. Uh, I might be in the minority, though. I I, maybe we go back to that. Maybe we just shake it up. Like, we do something different every week. That's what I want. I want people to give us ideas for how the show should start, and we'll just do what people say. Or or I'll start reading, like, the first sentence of the next section, and that we start with predictions. Also, y'all, if you want to leave a review, go to Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. leave a review, and we will read whatever you write. And yes. honestly, I, people like, I feel like people haven't taken enough advantage of that yet. Yeah, guys, we will, we will, we read will anything. say anything. Um, right now... Uh, Provided it's not, like, copywritten. Like, we're not going to, like, read the... Wheel. If you, like, type out the entirety of the Eye of the World, I'm not going to read the, the entirety, entirety of the Eye of the World. I think there is, like, a character limit. Can you imagine if there wasn't and someone just copy-pasted Eye of the World into a review? Mm-hmm. That would actually probably be taken down by Apple, but... Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so Gawain and the Younglings, they are, they're trying to find the one Aes Sedai that they see, and that is the she, end... She disappears. ...of the prologue. Nailed it. With time to spare. Let's freaking go. Um, yeah, I, uh, uh I, what? guys, I stick to it. I like Gawain as a character. I know, I know there's a lot of Gawain hate out there, but as a character. We don't know where it goes, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. Also, yeah, what do you think happened to that I said I? What I said I? The one that, like, disappeared. They're trying to find her. Do you think they find her? Because she's. I don't she's, know. She's, like, injured, and so I'm like, how the fuck did she get away that fast? Because she has magic. I don't know. Glenn Peterson, thank you for that super chat. thank you. Uh, Reading tip. Remember that one of the largest hot-button issues in America while RJ was writing these books, should women participate in active military combat notice the influence? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because Rand is making some dumb decisions. Um, (laughs) But we'll get to those. Yeah. Later. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Chapter one Mm -hmm. at the... 59-minute mark. Let's go. Mm-hmm. This is the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. Nailing if it. If you want a short show, go fucking somewhere else. <laughs> James, thank 
James Smith. Super duper chat. Welcome back. Hope your holidays were as epic as you advertised. Just stopping by while at work to say hello and I'll watch you later. As always, thank you. No, thank you. It was pretty amazing. Honestly, we we had a blast. And to those of you that we met at Dragon Con, um, thank you for saying hi. It means a lot. Carrie S, thank you for the drink. That was very kind of that you. That was the yes. Thank yeah, you for the Yeah, we really drink. appreciate it. Um, that, that was really awesome. Um, um, we yeah. already have our tickets for, for next year. So if you're going to be at Dragon Con. Also, we will be at Jordan Con, y'all. So uh, yes. if you can make it to Atlanta in April, uh, it's the week before my birthday, but we're going to consider Jordan Con my birthday Your celebration. Birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you want to come celebrate my birthday with me, uh, come to Dra- uh, Jordan Con next year in yeah, April yeah. in and- Atlanta. <laughs> And um, if we can, if we can rally, if we can rally the book club here, guys, mm-hmm. if we can rally the book club to petition for Jordan Con to give us a panel, we will do a live book club at Jordan Con if mm-hmm. we can get a slot. So, whatever we gotta do. Yeah, we'll let you know if we need help with that. That might, <laughs> gonna, yeah. that might not. We might, we might already. That might already be. We're gonna handled. apply. We're gonna apply. But you could also tweet at them if you feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. is my birthday on a friday next year on a friday like are we book clubbing on my birthday like we book clubbed on your birthday oh that's a good question actually let me skip ahead here to april i'll quickly get us through all of chapter one it is on a friday let's go book club birthdays book club birthdays both of us this year uh my birthday is april 28th um yes uh project myrtle Mm -hmm. uh yeah i am a taurus much like Perrin. I believe Perrin's a Taurus. Perrin, is, Perrin gives Taurus energy. But here's the thing. If Perrin is a Taurus, then that means Matt and Rand are also Tauruses because they're born like a few days apart. Or a few weeks, I guess. They could be different, but does anyone know what star sign the boys are? Please drop it in chat. I would love to know. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, so basically Perrin is like, yo... They're sitting on a hill post Do My Wells. Everyone's around, and he's just looking at the different groups, and he's like, wow, these people hate each other and are probably going to fight each other. End of chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... And w- what? You're not wrong. Chapter one is like 40 pages long, and yeah. it's just Perrin being like, wow, these people don't like each other, and then he just describes what they're wearing. Yes. It's so long, <laughs> and yeah. it's just... I wrote down, my note for chapter one is, shit's going to hit the fan. Like, literally. Um, it's just, it, it was a lot. I And it was like, kind. I'm not going to lie. In terms of how epic the prologue is, and how... Chapter one was like... Chapter one, I was like, why start here? Chapter one was like, okay, these people hate this, these people, and these people hate these people, and those, those people also hate these people, but these people hate these people, but if those people fight, then these people will be on that people's side. And I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> and, and my thing is, my thing with it, and, and this is, you know, mm-hmm. not a knock, but... Um, my thing with it is that if there were two years between books, like if we were waiting for the next book to come out, yeah. I would have been fine with this chapter. Mm-hmm. But because we just read the last chapter and I know what everyone's wearing, this is the problem with binging through a series the way that we are. Yeah. Is that at the beginning of the books, when they're describing things again, I'm like, I fucking know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're like, the Aes Sedai have been around for thousands of years and they're white. T-. I'm like, yes, I, I know. Robert Jordan. Boy. I know. <laughs> Here's the thing. I still liked it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love Perrin, and I love his perspective on things. 100%. Like, I yeah. find his chapters super fascinating, and, and how he's interacting with Arm, like, Arm is, like, scary. He's yes. going to go on a ravenous killing spree. Um... <laughs> I, I like when you quote things that I say all the time, but that you have no context for. No, I actually know a little bit about Evil Dead. Okay. Like, a little bit. 
I know there's a musical. Um, no, we listened to Evil Dead, remember, when we were locked in quarantine for two weeks? I do. Oh, no, I, I know. Um, the one thing that I will say about this chapter, and actually in this section as a whole that I wrote down, is I do wish that people in the books were not as, like, good at getting reads on other characters because it makes Perrin's sense of smell less impressive. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Like, the, Perrin... the fact that everyone can, like, look at each other and be like, her left eye. It's almost like anime where yes. they're, like, <laughs> holding their sword and they're like, his left eye twitched. Yeah. He's going to move in three, two, one. But I'm faster. And then shitting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get Apparently, that. Apparently Rand is a Sagittarius. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, <laughs> um, Guys, I know that I'm a Taurus and I know that my it. dad is a Cancer. And that is the, I don't even know what star sign you are. Like I take the, a guess. Come on. I don't. I don't know what they mean. Do, oh, okay. The only reason I know is because of the Weird Al song, "Your Horoscope for Today," um, and so that's that's actually the most information I have about the star signs is because of Weird Al. Thank you, thank you, Weird Al, for that. All I know about horoscopes is that every woman I've ever dumped has said that our horoscope sign means that we're a perfect match and we'll be together forever. And then when I dump them, they're like, "But our horoscopes." <laughs> All right, sure. Um, yeah, I just, I, I wish that people were less good at reading the faces and mannerisms of others because I think that what Perrin can do is really fascinating where he can, like, smell the way people are feeling mm-hmm. um, because he gets some really cool insight that I think is kind of dampened by the fact that most other characters are really good at reading other people as well. I don't I know. That, like- that was all I kind of, I was like, I wish... Yeah, yeah. I wish that it was, like, a little more unique, but it's basically Perrin is doing the same thing that other people do, are doing. He's just doing it with smell instead. Uh, I will say, I think the the most important thing from Chapter 1 that we have to uh, talk about before we get out of it is uh, Aram wants to straight up murder the Aes Sedai, and a yeah. lot of people are on his side. Well, and um, wh- who is Aram talking to? No, no, that's later. Never mind. Okay. But, yeah, Don't Aram basically is like, what if we just killed them all? Yeah, and Perrin's like... And then the, the two other guys from the two rivers are like, yeah, we can do that. And then Perrin's like, Perrin's like we're not no. murdering prisoners. Yeah, guys. absolutely not. We're not killing prisoners. Mm-hmm. Let's let's chill out. Yeah. We're not killing prisoners. Uh-huh. Uh, chapter two, the butcher's yard. Um, so Rand is basically like picking through all of the um, bodies when Perrin rides down to meet him. Yep. And the Perrin is under the impression that uh, he is looking for maidens, even though uh, Sulin has said that all of the maidens have been found, right? And uh, Perrin has to ride by this hill filled with just freshly marked graves. Do you think that he's keeping track of the Shido maidens as well? Perrin, in this chapter, says he thinks he is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we learn later what he's actually doing, which is interesting, but... What? What? What is he actually doing? He's looking for the Angriel. Oh, I thought he was That's keeping why track because he lists their names out. Oh, sure, sure. No, I think he's it's keeping both. track of the, the maidens. But I think the reason he's going so slow and picking through all of the dead bodies is he's trying to find the Angriel. Mm. I think that's the most important thing to him, right? I did not realize that. But yeah, it's probably both. I, I would imagine it. it's both. Yeah. If he had the wagons picked through, he's going to pick through the battlefield as well. It's too important to, like, just yes. lose, right? Yeah. It's a shame it has a little sword, because he could have just, like, shoved it like a butt plug, and then he would have been able to keep it. Just had a little man up his butt. 
I would not stick anything that resembled a sword. I said it's a shame that it has a sword. Oh, that has a sword. Yeah, because isn't the little fat man holding a sword so that it's sharp, so that's why he can't just shove it up his butt? Yes, I'm sure that Robert Jordan wrote specifically that it has a sword, so he can't Robert hide Jordan it in his is familiar hole. with butt plugs. Sh- sure. Let's be honest. Sure. Can you imagine though, if every time Rand channeled, he just had to like focus on his butthole and he could just like pull power out of there? He's like, I am now one with Sidin, <laughs> and now I just need to Here's really like connect to my butthole. No one would ever take it away, which means like the most <clears throat> oh, vulnerable yeah. you would be would be like a as like Tywin Lannister on the the porta potty, because um, you'd have to take that out obviously first. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Wait, what? Well, he dies on the toilet, so I feel like if Rand is at his most vulnerable when he's pooping. Oh. Yeah, but he could hold it while he's pooping and then just put it back up there. I, I he guess. would still have access to the power. I he guess. doesn't have to like leave it in the other room to go poop. I guess you don't have to wipe with both hands, but yeah. Do you wipe with both hands? No. <laughs> then why, then why, then why like, would you the say no, 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 okay, okay, let's, let's, let's break this down for a minute. You just said, I guess you don't have to wipe with both hands. Well, you... Are you using two <laughs> hands to wipe? No, but the toilet paper's on the left-hand side, so I grab it with this hand. In and... one bathroom? The, not, do they, they don't have toilet paper. That is a tragedy. What do you think they use? Do you use two hands to wipe? I do not. I can confirm, I do not wipe with both my hands. I don't know that I believe you anymore. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe you just said, I guess you don't have to wipe with both hands. I just feel like holding something in your hand while you gotta do all the other stuff. It's just, I don't know. Just set that shit down. I'm just saying, he he's at, if that were the so case... So Perrin rides down... Did you miss us? And Karuna's like, yo, we gotta kill these ravens. <laughs> and Perrin's looking at all these ravens. He's like, fucking how, Karuna? You tell me how to kill these fucking ravens. Th- there's fucking ravens everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's like, we which, don't, We don't have raven? enough arrows. Literally, literally. Although I guess the Ashman could just like throw a wall of fire and incinerate everything. Oh my God, can you imagine the smell? All oh, those burnt They would have bodies. to leave immediately. Nothing will ever grow at Dumai's Wells ever again. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. We don't have a closed bathroom door relationship, Tyleth. I want to be clear. We always watch each other pee, but we do not watch each other poop. That is like the line. Yeah. We don't poop in front of each other, but we will pee in front of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Perry Wolf, thank you for that super Perry Wolf. <laughs> if you're new to our podcast... Uh, I hope someone is. We've gained like 7,000 subscribers last month. So I hope that this is the first thing you've heard us say is us just, we're so honest on the internet. We need to be stopped. No, no, that's fine. Oh my God. There's absolutely nothing wrong. There has to be a cock ring on grill, right? I hope so. That would actually, that'd be better than putting it up your butt. (laughs) That'd be more convenient, I think. I was watching Critical Role last night Mm -hmm. and they made a joke about the cock ring of Revivify. Like they should make one. So that if you have a heart attack during sex, <laughs> it'll bring you back. How? Well, I guess. It was hilarious. I, I was Guys, like, I watched Critical Role Live for the first time last night, and I get it. It's a good show. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, though, like, I feel like, I, I, I guess the number's not zero, but I feel like not a lot of people died 
It's fine. I caught it. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> do, do you know how much that piece of equipment costs? I do, yeah. I bought it. It's fine. Nothing happened. All right, we're moving on. Um, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, <clears throat> you okay? Yeah, you all, yeah, you almost just spilled liquid on our audio equipment. Um, wow, that just Keyword, that hurt almost, so much. Almost. That hurt so much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No spoilers for Critical Role. Yes. No spoilers. Guys, I feel come on. No, we don't no. no I brought spoilers. up an, a tangent and a side that's not related to plot, but if you post a Critical Role spoiler, you're banned. Yeah, it happened last, last night. Was crazy, night. It, yeah. And people can't watch it till Monday. Let so, people catch up. Yeah. No spoilers for Critical Role in this chat. I it, I promise you I will ban you. Um, <laughs> I brought up a joke that they said, not the plot. Do not spoil anything. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, so, Rand is like, all right, we got to go. It's time. And that's this chapter. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of it. Mm -hmm. um, we Min is like on Rand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll not, like, leave him alone. It's which... not like she's, like, staying next to him. They're literally walking around as if they're, like, going to, like, high school prom. Yeah. She's like, hi. How's it going? This is a podcast, so this is great for everyone. <laughs> for everybody who's listening, I love that for us. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we basically learn, like, some isodiarpist. Of course they are. Rand is going to take some of the Ashman with him, but will not take Tame and wants to choose. So he chooses Deshiva, which seems like a bad choice because Deshiva is kind of a dick. And, and um, also potentially mad. Uh, and we learn that Tame has adopted the word Mahale yep. as his like title. And Rand is kind of pissed about it. Do you think that Tame gave himself that word or that term? Or do you think that some of the other guys did? Mm, I think that... Um... I think that it came about because because of Tame. Like I think he like mm -hmm. encouraged it. But the 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 way to like get a nickname is you don't give yourself the nickname. Yes. This someone else has to do it, and so he like supplanted like the idea somewhere. So somebody else started it so that it caught on. Because Tame is smart. Yeah. I think he's big brain. I think that this is a mistake on Rand's part. Yeah. And that Rand should have given Tame. A um, I think that uh, Rand should have given Tame a, a title above the Ashman. Yeah. Because you need him to be the leader. Yes. And I think that Rand should have made it something more along the lines of the teacher. Because mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, now yeah. this name... Because now, like, they follow Tame, right? They... they <laughs> Very clearly, and that's gonna be a problem. I don't know that they follow Tame. I think that Rand does. Rand does not spend enough time there to know the um, this the because there's like words, like there's commands. The the Ashaman are practiced in this. Yes. And Rand doesn't know how to um. Rand doesn't know how to command them. Yeah, but he has a relation. Like Tame has a relationship with the Ashaman, whereas Rand does not. He uses them to, to as a weapon. Oh, 100%. I trust Tame. I think all of the I think all of the book trying to set me up not to trust Tame is the, on the part of the book trying to I, I think it's a red herring. I think Tame genuinely has the world's best interest at heart and I don't think he'll turn on Rand unless he sees Rand like going mad. I thought the same thing mm -hmm. until we got Perrin's point of view on Tame. 
Really? What about parents' point of view changed that for you? It, the the way that Tame is reacting to what's going on, like his like smells, like regarding, I know it's such a weird thing, but how parents smells how he's feeling uh-huh. due to certain things, I just, I, I got some bad vibes. So I, <laughs> Marisa says all sus. the Ashaman wear fedoras now too. I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sus of Tame. I think I'm that a sus of him. I think all of the sus is engineered by characters' distrust of men who can channel. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that you're feeding on Perrin's view of the Ashaman. Yes. But I, I do think that Tame. I think Tame's gonna die. Mm-hmm. I think that Loghain is gonna take Tame's place. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, as the audience, are going to know that how... I think that Rand eventually will remove Tame. Mm -hmm. And when he does, we, as the audience, will know that it's the wrong call. Yeah. And that Tame isn't against Rand. But I think that Rand will think that he is. But I think that we, as the audience, will have more information and we will know that Tame was not bad. Yeah. I just... I I, I get that vibe. I get that they're setting Tame up to be a tragedy. Mm Mm-hmm. Within a tragedy, within a tragedy, within this whole book is just a tragedy. But. Yes, this is going to be the world's longest tragedy. I also don't think Tame makes it out of this book. I this think that, book, yeah, I think Tame dies this book. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, Deshiva, Deshiva makes a gateway, and uh, they travel to Kyrian, and the Ashaman go home to the Black Tower. Mm, some of them. Most uh, of them. Well, except for se- the the seven or eight that stay with Rand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, chapter three of A Crown of Swords. Hill of the Golden Dawn. This this chapter title made me think this chapter was going to be like crazy. And it's it's, it's a conversation. Yeah. Um. They basically get on the hill and everyone's like, "Ooh, is something going to go down?" And then a a, a lady starts running out of the trees. It's an Aiel lady. Yeah. As she gets closer, they're like, "Oh yeah, that's a wise woman." So the wise women, the wise ones, I keep calling them wise women, and that's not what their title is. No. Uh. So the wise ones run out. They bundle up their skirts as they're known to do. Mm-hmm. They run out and they have a long conversation. Which then we get to hear about the conversation, which is cool. The wise ones are the wise ones are wasteful. This conversation could have happened once, but the wise ones were like, no, we have to make sure that we hear it first. I was like, well, just the have part, the conversation one time. No, the best part is that, like, um, the, the the wise one was like, no, I, I was going to tell you this, Sulin, but you cut me off. No, Soralia. Soralia, sorry. And then she's like, well, Soralia, it's your fault. And Soralia's like. Yeah. And then Soralia looks like the thumbnails that all the, like, racist YouTubers use where they put red eyes on women to make them seem like women bad. You know the guys who yeah, call yeah, them yeah. whammon, and you're like, oh my god. You're like, this is so cringe. How small is your dick? <laughs> um, not that having a small penis is bad, but. It's that energy. It's that you energy, know? you know? That, that energy. Uh, and so uh, the lady's like, look, couple things. Uh, Coralia, Colavi- what's Col- her name? Colaver? Colavare? Sure. Coraline. Uh, has made it into the alternate dimension and she has to find three buttons in order to make it home. Um, sorry, that's a Neil Gaiman book. Uh, uh, so Coral, um, uh, you know, um, Rick's son from uh, The Walking Dead has become the queen. Coral! Coral! Uh, has become the queen of Kyrian. Uh, the, there is like fighting and nonsense going on. Uh, and also, uh, Rand won't ask about Fayil, so eventually Perrin has to be like, yeah, but what about my wife, though? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, mm-hmm, Fayil, she's, 
we get Fael again later on, and I'm just... Anyways, he's, like, very worried because, uh, obviously, um, he finds out that Bane and Chied are with him and his group and yeah. not with Fael like he thought that they were. And he's like, look, I know Fael can take care of herself, but you can't sleep with your eyes open. You know what I mean? Like, you can't watch every corner. You, you need someone to have you your back. You actually can sleep with your eyes open. I hate that. Gandalf in Helm's no. Deep. No. Helm's Deep? You mean the two towers? They're on their way to Helm's Deep. Uh, not yet, no. No, they're not yet. No, but that's okay. Wait, no, is that in Re- Return of the King? No, it's in the Two Towers because Perrin, or not Perrin. <laughs> remember Pippin! remember Pippin! when Perrin was in the Two Towers, you guys? Pippin grabs the Palantir and sees it, and then they Wait. get the glimpse into his plans. But would Perrin, Perrin would be evil in Lord of the Rings. Why? Because Sauron is the king of the werewolves. Werewolves, not wolves. They're different. All right. Anyway. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're werewolves, not swearwolves. So, They're different. Okay. Uh, um, also, uh, the, the wise one that comes out of the woods is named Faragin. But every time I read it, I read Ferengi. I knew you were going to say that. And I that. was like, is someone going to stroke her ears? No, no, no. Hey, Faragin, I'll stroke your ears. Stop. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Faragin uh, unfortunately draws the ire of Soralia, mm-hmm. but Amis is like, it's not her fault. And Soralia's like, you're fucking right, but I'm going to spank that girl. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spank her so hard. I'm going to spank her right in her bottom. Oh, my God. Um, and... Um, yeah, we're basically uh, at this point where Rand and the company have to move towards Kyrian, uh, and um, the Ashaman mm-hmm. are uh, gonna stick with Rand because the Aes Sedai. We skipped over something. I'm sorry. We did. There was actually something more important in episode two, in chapter two. In that episode I over. two, how um, dare Rand gives the uh, the the Aes Sedai to the wise ones. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, gonna go really well. I'm sure. Um, and it's funny because you know the wise ones have been just itching to spank the eyes that I ever since they were started meeting in Teleron Yard, right? Because the wise ones had this like almost reverence mm-hmm. for the eyes that I. I think they still do. I think that this is gonna be a mistake because I think some of the Aiel are gonna let the eyes that I go. I think the eyes that I are gonna get away because the Aiel, some of the Aiel who are still dealing with the what is it called the the bleakness, um, I think that they're going to uh, let them go, and it's gonna be a problem for Rand. Hmm. All right. Uh, I didn't think about that. I, I don't like that at all. I just... I, there are Aes Sedai who... There are, there are Aiel who really think that it's a terrible idea to go against the Aes Sedai. Because yeah. they owe them this, like, generational debt. And I think that it was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's it's interesting because, like, we know so many characters and so many named characters, but there are so many characters we don't know. Yeah. That I'm like, yeah, it there, like, there could be a group of them who just let them... Yeah. Oh, and like there that. are Aes Sedai, or there are Aiel at the camps where the Aes Sedai are currently being taken to that are for Rand, uh-huh. but they're not as much for Rand as the people who went to save him are. Yeah. yeah. And so when those Aiel see the uh, wise ones parade the Aes Sedai into their camp, those Aiel are going to be like, yo, we don't do this to Aes Sedai. What are you guys doing? Yeah. This is against our beliefs. And I think that more Aes Sedai or more Aiel are going to leave um, for the Shido because of this. 
Because they're going to see those Aes Sedai and be like, we don't fight against Aes Sedai. And then they'll get to the Shadow and be like, wait, you guys fought the Aes Sedai? Wait, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Yeah, that's complicated. Um... Uh, Karen Tavarin, uh, thank you for that super chat. Werewolves, not swearwolves, my favorite movie quote. Uh, thank you so much for that. What, what's um, that movie from? What movie is, is that quote from? Um, uh, uh, what We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. I remember that It's one. the first movie I made her watch when we started dating. I do like, though, that um, uh, Rand lets Alana heal him, finally. Yeah. Like, he's been, like, suffering this whole time. And Alana's like, how do you bear the pain? I know. And he's like, anyways. Like, and the way he grabs her face, everyone is like, are they about to make out? Are they about to make out? I, I wonder if we're going to get an Alana perspective. Oh, I think in the epilogue of this book. Epilogue of this book. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think that there are certain perspectives that Robert Jordan seems to save for prologues and epilogues. Mm-hmm. And I feel like an Alana one would be a prologue epilogue perspective. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, uh, we head towards the city and, um, we're in chapter, uh, four mm-hmm. into Kairian. Uh, Perrin's like, yo, can we go a little bit faster here? I mean, I don't want to kill the horses, but like, can we go a little bit faster? But also like, I need to get the, I need to get Fayel's horse into Kyrian. Cause if I can get her horse there, then she's probably fine. He's like, that doesn't is, make any sense. He's like, this is so dumb, but I don't care. I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. Um, and Deshiva's like, yo, what if instead of this, um, me and the Ashraman, me and the boys, uh, what if we just went and murdered Colavere? Uh, <laughs> me, me and the boys. We're gonna go have a boys night where we murder a queen. Uh, and uh, Rand is like, no, we don't just kill women, dude. Like, yeah. we don't kill women unnecessarily. Um, except when oh, we kill Rand. women by the thousands. Um, mm-hmm. yep. Um, and so they, um, sneak into Kyrian. And uh, they, they, they. I like, I like the idea of this where they're like, they're riding up. They see a bunch of the four gators are back on the four gate because because they've been like kicked out. But then in like the next paragraph, someone is like, oh yes, Colavere has the entire city open because it's her coronation. And I was like, then why are people kicked out? I don't understand. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and then they are like riding up to the gates, and the Ashaman spread out and are like. Whoosh. And the guards are like, <laughs> and so they, they like, can like sneak in uh, without being attacked. And I was like, this is cool. I like that Rand has magic boys now to well, do magic boy shit. Well, and they like, they don't have to be like incapacitated, like violently or killed. Mm-hmm. Right. Like having that, ha- having that way of dealing with people, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's nice to see and not everyone's just getting murdered um yes, but I then the the whole thing about um Col- Col- coral having a celebration where not even like criminals are denied entry into like the city portion yeah fascinating fascinating i'm like these traditions they make no sense but yeah, it's amazing um, the kyrian functions, functions. absolutely um, but yeah, they, they, they get in <laughs> yeah. and the first people that they run into, apart from the servants who are running around with co- corals, uh, colors on their arms, um, are the like fake Aeol, the yeah. Kyrians who are, have like organized themselves into like sets. What are they called? The, um, yeah, the sets. That's what they're called. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, into like societies that, that was what I was looking for. They've like cut their hair that's like in ribbons they they're like um they're, i think they have swords right do they have swords i can't remember 
Yeah, the ladies have swords. They right. all have swords, yeah. And so they, like, kind of half understand. They're, like, taking this, the ideal culture that they half understand and making it make sense to them, which I... I, 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 this is gonna be, this would be so dry, but, like, I literally want, like, a breakdown of all of Aiel culture, and then this, like, subsect that comes from, like, being conquered from the Koreans, and, and maybe we'll get more of that, but I'm, like, what did they take, and, and what about their way of life influenced how they interpreted things, um, which, I, I don't know, I would find that very fascinating, but I don't know if everyone else would, mm-hmm. um, and so, uh, yeah, so the, the, that's the group that they run into first. Yeah, yeah. And they had, like, sworn not to say, not to tell anybody, but they tell Rand. Salandi. Salandi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who's there. Her name is Salandi. <laughs> yes. Salan? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce names. Um, someone um, is bringing up the Konami code again uh, and saying, um, maybe in the U.S., but in Europe, more people play on PC. It is IDDQD. IDDQD was not um, a thing when Konami Code. Like, Konami Code was, like, a decade earlier. When 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 we're, when we're talking about Konami Code, and I'm sorry to bring this up. I know it derails the conversation I'm we're having. so confused. When we're talking about Konami Code, the, you couldn't do shit on a computer. <laughs> Literally. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm sure. I will defend the Konami Code forever because I've... it brought me so much joy as a child. Um, so, You're a cheater, I see. So Landy's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll show you where they are. They're in the Great Hall. Yeah. Salami. Hey, salami. It's a salam. Oh. Um, so they go in uh, to the Great Hall. And mm-hmm. Coral. Coral is there. Coral, yeah. Um, she's, and uh, she's got a, a, a crown and her hair is like arranged <laughs> around it. It's like, I need to see this in the TV show, please and thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh one day. Coral is at the end of the hall, but they don't see her right away. It's like the people at the back of the hall kind of realize what's going on first. And everyone's kind of freaking the frick out. Everyone's like... Um, and they get to the front and they start talking to Coral. And they're like, yo. And she's like, I'm queen. You can't do shit about it. And Red's like... Actually... Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what's been done can't be undone. And he just grabs the crown and then breaks it. And then fixes it. He's like, ma'am, 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 I this is a have Wendy's. magic. Yeah. <laughs> I am oh, one step God. below God. I can do whatever the fuck I want. If Basically. you, if I want you to not be queen anymore, you're mm. not queen anymore. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's so funny because she's in this position of being like, no, no it, like, there's nothing you can do. And he's like, what are you, what, what, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Actually, though. Yeah. What are you, what do you mean there's nothing I can do? Do you see how everyone in this room is not moving? Yeah. I walked in and the room stopped because I'm the fucking dragon reborn. And you're standing up here blustering. I I was like, Coral. Coral. What the, what did you think was going to happen? Now, granted, she thought he wasn't coming back because she was working with the Aes Sedai. I get that part. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, did you really think that Bet. there's no, telling the Dragon Reborn who comes in with his magic that there's nothing he can do was going to work? But we get the awesome reveal of um, uh, Fayil yeah. is among the attendants, to which Perrin is very upset about it first. And he's like, there's got to be a reason. And there is. Yeah, And we'll get course. to that in a second. But we meet Havian? 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 Yeah, I don't know. Havian? Uh, and uh, so Coral is like, Havian, help me. And Vivian's like, I can't do shit. 
She's like, I'm not your advisor. Which is interesting because Rand didn't tell Jahar, Josh, I'm not going to use Jahar. Rand doesn't tell Josh to shield her, which means that I think that the, uh, I don't think it's a Rand thing to sense women channeling by, through the tingle. I think that Josh can do it. I think all the Ashman can do it. I'm sure Tame, if he knew that, he would he would teach that, like, right? first thing. So I think that Josh, and, and Rand clearly knows that Josh did it. Well, because Rand is like, it's not me that's shielding you. Yeah, And yeah. then everybody's like, oh, shit. And they, like, back away from the, the Ashman. Yeah. Because it's that fun detail of, like, everyone's looking at those, uh, everyone's looking at the Aiel because they're scary. Uh, and no one's, or everyone's looking at, like, the wise ones in the Aiel. No, no one's looking at, uh... No one's looking at uh, the Ashaman over there because they're just men in black coats. Uh-huh. And then everyone's like, oh, shit, the men in black coats are very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, Anura. Wait, Anura's the, um, wait, is it not Havian? Anura <laughs> is the Aes Sedai, actually. Yeah, Havian is the... Who the fuck is Havian? The, the, There's the, too many fucking characters. I, yeah, it doesn't matter. Who's Havian? Um, no, Havian's in this, though. Yeah, yeah, he's, um... Guys, who's Havian? I should have grabbed the book, but then I would have to find it. Whatever. Um, we'll figure that out later. Um, I don't remember. Anura is the one. And so Anura's like, nothing I can do. I'm shielded. And Well, and Anura's like, uh, yeah, I also was the advisor to uh, Berylene. I'm not advisor to you. I, I'm not beholden to you in any way. And we're like, what? Berylene? And Rand's like, Ex- excuse me? <laughs> Berylene's got some explaining to do. Yeah. Because Berylene should not have had a secret Aes Sedai. No, no. But, but Rand is super chill with Anura. It's funny. Rand is like... Well, it's... it's eh, okay. Like, she hasn't personally wronged Rand in any way. And I was really worried that mm-hmm. after Dumai's Wells, that Rand would react very strongly to any and all Aes Sedai. Because, like, fair, kind of. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he actually, like, takes it pretty well. Just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, Havian is captain of the Wing Guards. Thank you. Yes, yes, Wait, yes. Wait, but isn't... Chat. The brain captain of the Winged Guards? No, the, no. The Winged Guard, no, of the Kyrians. The Mayoneers, who are Berlain's people, right. are different than the, the, than the Kyrians right, and the Tierans? Tierans? Tyrans? Tyrans? I don't fucking know. Uh, the Tyrants. <laughs> the Tyrants. Bob C. Thank you for that super chat. for that super chat. The tingling chat. is automatic, but they don't always put it together. Fair. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I feel the like... The brain is from... Okay. The brain is fucking... Guys. Yes. Yes. There's guys, there's so many... So many characters. People. Terryines. Terryines. Um, <laughs> that, that makes sense. That clearly says tear-ins. No. <laughs> and you... What? No, the I is capitalized, so it's got to be Eins, right? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, Anora also doesn't pose a threat. She is one among many, and she's shielded. Oh, sure, um, but she's but a she... secret Aes Sedai, so you'd think Rand would be yes. like, Whoop. Yeah, but she steps forward, and she's like, yeah, so the queen, um, her one of her, like, handmaids kind of, like, disappeared. Ooh, yeah. super suspicious. And then Fail is like, yeah, that that handmaiden told me that. Well, but first Rand is like, hmm. <laughs> or no, first Coral is like, that that's just an accusation. That's hey. not true. And then Fail steps forward and is like, nah, bitch, I've been spying on you this whole time. Hey. Why do you think I'm one of your attendants? You think I wanted to be an attendant? No, I'm a spy. And then Perrin's like, that woman <laughs> putting herself in danger. Yeah. I'm a spanker. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And this is, this, I, I love this so much. Fayil is literally like, I was bored, so I became a spy. Bored? I mean, I, I guess. Fayil, no, but, I, but, but my point is that Fayil is like, I, Fayil wants to have a place in the story as well. Yeah. And I find that, just, I find it really fascinating and fun. She also tells Perrin that spying is like the wife's work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's like, all right, well, I guess I better do what I gotta do. Yeah, but I just, I really appreciated it. I was like, I like that, I like Fayil. Right? Fayil shows up with receipts. Fayil showed up with receipts. Yes, she fucking did. Yes. Um, yes. I, I like Fayil a lot. I like Perrin a lot. I like the relationship. I I got frustrated with them at the end of the last book. They are, yes. They but, are problematic frequently, but they also have good moments. And so I'm like, all right, I, I get but it. But in terms of like a female character, mm -hmm. I like Fayil a lot. She's complicated and there's things about her that I don't like, mm -hmm. but there's things about her that I love. And that's because she's like, she's, a, she's fully realized. And I am not in any way surprised that shit went down and she went, I'm a spy. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, That is in line with the understanding of Fayil that I have. And so yes. I, I like this a lot, even though uh, it drove Perrin crazy um, and probably led to some great sex. Um, yeah, they, pro they things got uh, heated. I was going to be like, God, I need to spy more. She, he just blew my back out. Um, so, but Rand interrupts them first. So then they were, oh, had it they like, get all pent up. They you know? get to it. They get to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rand edges Perrin. Um, Rand edges. Briefly. <laughs> Very briefly. <laughs> Uh, -huh. uh and so um but yeah coral is like they said they wouldn't tell anybody no they said you wouldn't be they said you would never return oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so rand is standing there and parents like what the fuck are you do well i'm i'm like swearing a lot today i'm in a mood we're in a mood i'm in a mood um parent parents like what is rand doing and then he's like looking at him and he's like oh he doesn't want to kill her because yeah. the brain is like she's got to die like, yeah, yeah. You are charged with treason and, and murder. murder. Uh, you gotta die. You gotta be hanged. And, and she's, she's like, I demand no. to have my head chopped off. Respectfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is my right to be murdered the way that I want. And Rand is like, does she have a small farm? And Dobrin's like, she has a lot of farms. He's like, all right, pick the smallest. That's where you're going to go. But he re removes all titles. Yep. All titles, wealth, nobility. All land. land. Yeah. And what's so fascinating is without kill, like, I think that he has given her the worst punishment. Yeah. Oh, and, and I think Dobrain says she mm -hmm. would have rather died. Oh, but I mean for everyone else. Everyone oh. else is looking at going, wait, wait, he can remove what now? Everything. Yeah. She is. Here's the thing. As much as. There are going to be people who see Rand as being weak for not killing her. Having Coral as an example, um, and then an example that lives on. Like, you know, there's going to be nobles who go travel along that farm, and they're going to look over and be like, oh, yeah, there's Coral tilling the fields. Like, uh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's kind of horrifying for probably most of them. Yeah, they would wrap, they, they, the, okay. I'm sorry, I'll be right back. <laughs> You can pee before the show. I did twice. Now that it's just us, how's everybody doing? Um, he did the same in Tyr and it messed them up. I know. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the right call, y'all. I don't know if he's doing the right thing by doing it. You know what I mean? I feel like um I feel like it's gonna blow back in his face in a big way. Uh I do appreciate though, Rand is like, look. 
you're going to go be a farmer, but <laughs> let's be honest, girl, you don't know shit about how to farm. So someone is going to come teach you how to farm. And I hope we get the point of view. I hope we get not. I don't want Coral's point of view. I want the point of view of the person who has to teach Coral how to farm. Is Claris watching TikToks on her phone? No, um, she has our show up. She's not watching TikTok. She's literally watching our show. Um, because sometimes if I, like, I have control over scrolling through chat. So if there's a specific message in chat she wants to find, she has control. So she has on our phone. That's all that is. Uh, Dedzy, thank you so much for that super chat. It's okay. I've peed seven times since this started. Dedzy, I hope you're, like, watching this on the toilet. Otherwise, seven times. You might want to go, like, get a colonoscopy. Seven times is, we've only been live for, like, an hour and a half. Seven times is a lot. That's concerning. That's, like... You might want to get your bladder like ultrasounded at that point. Um, which is a weird experience. Has anyone else ever? <laughs> okay, well, Clara's isn't here. Let's get too personal. Has anyone else ever done the thing where they ultrasound your bladder while you pee? What? It's strange. Yeah. When I had that health problem uh, years ago, I had oh, to do yeah. that, and I was like, it was a very, it was a very strange experience. Um. Diabetes. Wilford Brimley. Um, you okay? I have to sneeze, but it's not. It's stuck, you know? You're a mess today. I'm I'm yelling the whole podcast, and you're a, a mess. What what happened to us? Guys, we missed you. We missed you guys so much. Yeah. We missed you guys. Uh, um, oh, God, I have to sneeze, and it's not there. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, Coral passes out. Um, and that's it. Rand is like, if you leave now, I'll forget you exist. Dedzy, thank you for <laughs> that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Um, yeah, yeah. And so forget, everyone runs for the door. Yeah, I'll forget who is here if you leave now. Yo, I would like to point out that the end of chapter five, mm -hmm. thus far, sans chapter five, um, up through chapter five, we have not yet left parents' point of view. Yeah. Robert Jordan was like, look, I'm sorry. You didn't see him for a while. I'm making up for it, I promise. At this point, I was like, is the entire book going to be my boy Perrin? No. Did this move when you left? I think it did. That's Maybe weird. I was in a different position. Never. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> all right. Gamer Subs and Depends sponsorship. Hey, why not? Oh, uh, depends for adults. Get that bank. What's crazy is that, like, you, I'm the one with the bad bladder. And that you, like, we drove for, like, 15 hours without you having to pee. But every time we do this show. It's because I drink gamer subs for this show. Like, no joke. It's just, ca oh, because you don't drink caffeine every I don't, day. I don't drink caffeine. So your body's not used to it. Okay, So that's my fine. body's like, ah! <laughs> Uh, just that's one, funny. Frankly. See, I drink caffeine always and forever, like and ever, straight to my heart, and I will die of caffeine one day because I drink too much of it, and my heart will explode because of nope. all the caffeine I nope. put in my body, nope. and I will not live till I'm dead. I refuse to allow what. Whenever I wake you know what? up, it's fine. Uh, moving before on. my wife puts on her makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dedzy, thank you for that super chat. Seven times was hyperbole, damn it. 
I'm just concerned about you. I just want you to be okay. We just want to make sure you're good. That's all. Thank um, you. Thank you for that super chat. All right. Perrin. Oh, no. We're still with Perrin. Oh, my God. More Perrin. More Perrin. 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 Every day I'm Perrin shuffling. Rand. Peace is out. He's got to go see a man about a woman. Um, or a <laughs> woman about a man. I don't know. Uh, a people about a people. He goes to look for Bear Lane. He takes the Aes Sedai. And uh, so Perrin is like, all right, wife, time to talk. And she's like, I'm going to talk to everyone but you, Perrin. You can wait. You can wait. Um, and she, yeah. <laughs> Fael's like, God, we should have just killed Coral. Perrin's like, why does everyone want to murder women today? I know. I know. And that's the thing is like, uh, that would have looked so bad. But Aram is like, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have looked bad. If she died? If she was hung for her crimes? No, I mean, if if the Dragon Reborn had pronounced her... Oh, at this point, yeah, At yeah, this yeah, point, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, if she had died when she fell or had, or Rand had been, like, death by hanging, whatever. But if but with Rand giving an executive order and something else happening, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. definitely look bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, agreed, agreed. Um, uh, and so uh, Perrin and Fael finally get to be alone. And Perrin is like, yo... I was worried about you. And she's like, worried about me? Then why did you bring up that hussy slut's name first? And he's like, because she had evidence, because, girl. Yeah, like, it was a criminal trial. What yeah. What are you talking about? Come on. And she's like, no, you don't love me. You just want to fuck Berlaine. She told everyone that you two were fucking while you were away and people believed her. And he's like, I don't care what other people say. I love yeah. you, woman. And then he picks her up and he's like, stop it. <laughs> and she's like, I love you. I'm so wet right now. Yeah, yeah. Fael uh, goes from zero to 60 real fast. I um, I think that Perrin needs to realize that if he wants to like manage his wife, he just needs to pick her up all the time. She just wants to be manhandled a little bit. Apparently. And if Perrin did not get that from looking at the way that her dad treats her mom, mm-hmm. I'm not saying in a mean way, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying like, I, I feel like Fayil kind of wants, she's a brat mm-hmm. and Perrin needs to be more of a brat she's tamer brat. and less of a like nice guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He needs to kind of give her the like putting her in her place that she seems to want. Mm-hmm. It's a weird dynamic. Yeah. It works for some people. But like, good for you. Yeah, every that's time Perrin is not learning the lesson that every time he asserts himself over her, she mm-hmm. really likes it. Yeah, and I'm not saying I, like I, there, that can go to toxicity so fast. Yeah, but there's a healthy. I I hope there's a healthy way to have that kind of relationship because no, I have there, friends who are in that kind of relationship. There is, yeah, but, absolutely. But yeah, Perrin Perrin manhandles her uh, lightly, and um, she's, she's like, like I feel so forward like a. A farmer. farmer in the harvest time. I'm like, what? Well, I do Sure, sure. Um, but then Rand bursts into the room. Oh, yeah. They're like, about to... Oh, Perrin's like, yeah. I know that smell. We're about to... F- oh, hi, Rand. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And Min peeks her head and is like... She's like, God damn it. And leaves. Yeah, so Rand is like, hey, have you thought about the whole thing about um, you leading my army? No. Oh, cool. Okay, well, actually, it's fine. I have something else for you to do anyways. <laughs> I was like, what? What was that supposed to be? Uh, 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 Franklin Cheatham says, Saldean farm girls do not harvest a damn thing. Apparently uh, not. They harvest one thing. Um, I hate some it. Some fields get plowed. Um, wow. Uh, Samantha, thank you for that super chat. Um, yeah, I mean, Bear Lane, we kind of know, is is really shitty. 
What do you think of Berlaine saying she was screwing a parent at a, on a resort out of town? Um, for parents' sake, I wish it was true. Just because it's like going to a resort sounds nice, but uh, he deserves a vacation. Right, of course, of course. Not, not the Berlin part, but I do wish that uh, Perrin could have a vacation. Um, he definitely deserves it. I don't like it. I don't like um, Berlin ever since the end of the last book, and I hope that at some point it makes sense, but I do not, um, I don't like it. Oh, I don't think it's going to like make sense. I think that she just, she thinks that she should always get what she want what she wants and and is doing anything to do that and I I I know but this is just to be a yeah 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 it's it sucks it's really shitty of her and we'll find out that behaving she's, like a little see you next Tuesday you know what I mean and she's also on the um seafolk ship for some reason I'm assuming we'll find out she in likes the next titties. section oh Berlaine is um one of the bisedai uh, and she likes the titties oh, okay, and she's okay. like oh you guys don't wear shirts I'm coming aboard. So I'm going to hang around with y'all. So that she then. can come aboard. You know what I mean? So um, Rand is like, yo, uh, can you go to Ilian? And Perrin's like, no. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, you're going somewhere else. Like, you got two days. And Perrin's like, what the f- okay, bye. All right, I guess. And then Fael's like, well, that was uh, great. Can we have sex now? Yeah, basically. And the chapter ends. Fade to black. Um, so Matt's probably gonna have to go to Ilian, but Matt's not getting there in time. There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, Matt is in Ibudar, so I don't think that that's gonna work out very well at all. Ibudar. <laughs> uh, y'all. Oh, the, the remix. I, sorry, I can't remember who made that now. The remix? So I remember when I was like, can someone make this into a sick mixtape of Ibudar? Oh, do oh we, where is that? I don't know. I need to find that again and share it with you guys, but it is, um, Chef's Kiss. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that in this moment, but uh, it was very funny. Uh, so, yeah, so then we go to... Um... Um, yeah, we're getting through this fast. The prologue took us longer than the first six chapters. Yeah, I mean, nobody is more happens. surprised at that. Not a lot happens in the parent stuff. It is a lot of, like, we need you to understand where things are at, yeah. but it's not a lot of action. The choral, like, de- deposition is kind of like, or uh, decoronation, well, I don't know what the word is. Um, the coral stuff is the only thing that actually, like, really happens. Yes, there is a lot of parent smelling people's unease. What? How are they going to translate this in the show? Parent just sniffing at people and being like, anxiety. (laughs) This is one of, this is, like, impossible to put into, like, another form of media, right? Yeah, unless you make it, like, inside out. Inside Out Wheel of Time crossover. I would love it so much if we cut into Perrin's head and instead of it being like little Inside Out figures, it's five wolves. And like there's like the sad wolf and the angry wolf and the happy wolf and the depressed wolf. And what's the other one? Uh, I don't Joy, know. despair, anger. Fear? Um, anxiety and oh. sadness. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that movie once. Um, I think. No, I think there's another happy one. I don't know. Um, all five wolves get horny to Kuna. All five wolves. All, get all of them. Marcus as a nose coach. I don't know what a nose coach is. What does that mean? Oh, oh, oh for for Perrin's nose. <laughs> yeah. I don't. No, I don't get it. Um. So Rand is like, yo, everybody sucks except my girl Min. Basically. But Min was tired, so Min went to bed. Yeah, 
uh, Min literally fell over and Rand had to carry her. To her bed, though, which I was surprised. I was like, Rand, you know, just put her in your bed. You know where this is. <laughs> just tell the woman that you love her. Yeah, just tell her. come He's back like, to cuddles no, later tonight. No, we're just really good friends. Min is good friend. Best friend. They were roommates. They, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is the straight version of they were roommates. God. Um, and so he basically is like, all right, guys, we got to go to Andor and we got to go meet up with people. And the way that we're going to do it is that we're going to pretend that you have, that you're holding me prisoner yes. so that I can meet Bale. And everyone's like, Shh. everyone, nobody asks why. And Ren does not tell anyone why, oh, yeah, which no. I think is so funny. Because <laughs> if, can you imagine? He's like, all right, so you're going to tie me up. And people are like, like Star Wars? Like, like Star, yes. You like know, Star Wars. you know that you're the king of this land. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can open a portal in the castle, and he's like, no, 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 no. Well, no. and for some reason, he says it's because. Oh he's no, I know. Elaine we know there. why. But I don't understand why that would make a difference. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want her to know that he's there. So he wants them to sneak him in as a prisoner in case Elaine is on the throne, so that she doesn't know that he was ever there. But that, uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> yep. Okay, anyways, and then, yeah, I, he brings, I'm not saying it's a great plan. And then he I'm makes, just saying that that's what the plan is. Yeah, he makes the Ashman wear not a black jacket so that he can leave him there and nobody will know that he can channel, which it, it, that is smart. Uh, Logicel says from an AMA uh, on Reddit, a user asks, how are you thinking of showing the range of emotions and things that Perrin is able to smell? Does Marcus have a special nose acting coach? And Rafe Judkins responded with, he actually genuinely does, huh? All right. All right. Um, interesting. Wild. I'm not against that. I don't think that, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's bad at all. Um, I think that's really interesting. I don't know why you would need a nose coach to do that? Yeah, I don't understand either. Um, like, is he gonna have like specific nose motions for different emotions? But like, how would somebody become a nose coach? Is it someone with a really good sense of I smell? I don't know. How does someone become an influencer? Like, uh, jobs are meaningless. Yeah. Jobs are stupid. Crazy. Jobs are dumb, guys. Be unemployed. What? Yeah, that'll work well for you. Thanks, guys. Um, so Rand, Rand comes up with the dumbest fucking plan I think I've ever heard. I, yeah, I just don't really understand it. But um, <laughs> but but like, but what happens? What happens if some guards are like, okay, we need to take you to the queen, or or what if like anything ha- like it's 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 one of those things where you're like, excuse me, sir, you want to pretend to be a prisoner sneaking into a castle, but not being taken to where we take prisoners. We're gonna take you to the chamber of not the queen, but of these. It's not a great plan. I don't really, I don't really understand the motivation. So I guess it's a good plan for it. Yeah, but uh, he meets with Bale and he meets with Bashir, and of course, um, those are not the only people that are there because you bring your wives along, um, obviously. Oh yeah, there's Uh, a whole party. There's like there's a dinner party happening. Rand Rand crashes a dinner party. Um, Basically. And Rand is like, "Yo, everything good?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." You know, Dialin's being a lot, and Rand's like. Did she take the throne? And he's like, no, actually, she's murdering everybody else who tries to. So, but like, that's cool. But, like, when Dielen murders women, it's fine. Because they're going against Rand. Yeah. But when, but, but Kyrian can't murder women who go against Rand. 
But it's fine when Diallen does it, because Diallen is a woman. Does does Rand want Elaine on the throne because he's comfortable with a woman sending women to be hung, but not a man sending a woman to be hung? Uh, no, I don't think that that's it. Um, well, we find out that Diallen had two women hung. Yeah. Or two women? Alenia, actually, I don't know if Nayan, but Alenia is a woman. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was a guy, but maybe I'm incorrect. And we find out that Dylan is basically like, if you're against Rand, we will imprison or murder you. And I'm like, God, Dylan's maybe Dylan should be queen. Uh, she's uh, great. She's give a really Elaine, fascinating character. Give Elaine Kyrian, but or or give Dylan Kyrian and have Elaine, because Elaine <laughs> is Elaine going to be able to run two countries? I don't uh, know. People do it all the time. But like. What? what people do it all the time? Well, lots of like political marriages are so that you can combine two kingdoms. In fantasy sure. settings. Sure, 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 sure. Is sure. what I mean. I think in real life, I was like, Whoa, no, what no, person no, no, is no. running two kingdoms and all like the all the time part is wild. No, I just mean like that was that was that was a thing. Elaine could pull it off because she can travel, right? So Elaine can bounce back and forth, mm -hmm. but I honestly, here's the thing. I don't really know why, like, in The Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. um, Denethor is, like, the steward to the throne. Of Gondor. Yeah, I don't know why they don't just have Dylan run things, because she is very clearly loyal to Elaine, and <clears> therefore <throat> to, to Rand as well, and, and what he wants for the throne. Because Rand didn't, when Rand left last time, he didn't know that he could trust her. I think that that is what is going to happen now. Oh, you think he's going to, like, be like, you are it until Elaine Dude, gets here? I don't think Elaine is ever going to be Queen of Andor. At this point, yeah, I, I don't I think know. Elaine is like, nah, I'm good. Dude, I'm going to go, I, I have my own shit to do. Well, the, pro the, the thing is, she can be, the thing is, she can accomplish a lot as being the Queen of Andor that would really help Rand and the cause. She doesn't care. She is, uh, Elaine, as much as I love her, is so far up her own ass that she thinks that she's right all the time. Which is why, like, I don't know she's going to be the best queen. Like, Elaine, mm. needs to, Elaine needs to be humbled a little bit, I think, to be a good queen. Yeah, although Elaine, I know people talk about her walking around with her nose in the air, but I actually think that Elaine has some really great insights on people and understanding them at, like, uh, like, similar, like, I get you level. Like, I don't, like, she never feels like she's super above everybody else. Honestly, Nynaeve does Every single character yeah. who interacts with Elaine in these books that we have a POV from says that she acts like she's above everyone else. In her POV chapters, I don't think it feels like that as much, but every single character whose POV is of Elaine is like, but wow, only, she's snooty. We only get POV chapters of people who are, like, pissed at her. Like, because it, it's Matt. We get that from Matt. Yeah. And we get that from Nynaeve. And Gareth Bryan. Really? Don't we? Like, look, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not hating on Elaine here, but I am saying that, like, consistently, the one thing we hear about her from every other character who interacts with her is that she's snooty and, uh, like, uh, looks down on people. Yeah, but I never got that impression from her actual, like, actions. Like, I feel like she actually does a really good job of maintaining, uh, like, I'm in the leadership role, but I'm not above you as, like, a human kind of thing. Okay, but the people that she's leading say otherwise. But that's, no, but it's not. It's Matt, mm -hmm. and it's Nynaeve. And those two people are very judgy. <laughs> 
Like Matt is, uh, Arzu, thank you so much for that super Oh, Arzu, chat. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Ran, as that. long as I'm not personally responsible, women can die in horrible ways. Yes, exactly. Pers pretty much, yeah. You are correct. Yeah, here's the thing. We we only see Elaine uh, from other chapters from the perspective, because when we get Min's perspective, Min mm -hmm. doesn't think that Elaine is super snooty, right? It's Nynaeve who, uh, we know how reliable her opinions of people are. And Matt, who I'm not disagreeing with those point of views. I'm saying yeah. that, like... It's also like Huron and Tom are, are roll their eyes at her because no, she's a great relationship with them. Now, yeah, yeah, she has a great relationship with them. But I think they would both say that she's a little bit snooty. I think that you can be a good person, mm -hmm. which I think Elaine is. I'm not saying she's not a good person. I think you can be a good person and also be a little bit snooty. Yeah, I just I think that she, I, like I said, I think that she walks that balance of being in the leadership role and taking that role, mm -hmm. but also still treating people as, like, valuable, as, as people. And I would argue that she, especially with things like being able to make Tarangrioles and, like, being the first of things, mm -hmm. I think that she thinks that she is right a lot. And I think... Everybody thinks that they're right. Every character is like, yes, I'm in the right. Everyone is the protagonist of their own story. I don't know. I think that there are characters who are definitely better at listening to others than others in this. Who in the Wheel of Time is a good listener? I would, legitimately, I would argue Rand is. Um. I would argue Rand has the most information and works with the most information, but Rand, and I think that this is more Rain's doing, right? I think yeah, more Rain okay. taught Rand how to pay attention. Yeah, and I think yeah. that Rand genuinely takes um, what people say to heart. He makes his own decisions from them. Yeah, okay. But we have seen Rand change course because people have revealed information to him. And I think, like, with Anura, right, with this new Aes Sedai, mm -hmm. like, the way that he treates her is different than the other Aes Sedai because of how she approaches him and what she says. So I actually think Rand, surprisingly, is a good listener. Yes. I, and Min, someone brings up Min. Min, Min also, yes. Um, Loyal. Loyal's a great listener. Yeah. Tom Tom and Tam are good listeners. Old, the older characters are in Wheel of Time, <laughs> the more they listen. It's almost like yeah. people, it's a wisdom thing. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think that, like, I, I do think that Elaine would be a great queen. Oh, I think she would. Yeah. I think she needs five more years. I think she's too young and too headstrong right now. Do you think she's going to be reunited with Morghese at all? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do? You think she's going to see her mother again? Uh, either her or Gawain or Galad. One of them will see Morghese again. I don't know if it's Gawain or if it's Elaine. I doubt it's Galad, but... He makes the most sense to me. Also, in the previous Why book... Why not Galad? I, Aemon Valda might call all the White Cloaks back to Amadisia, right? Okay, there was one thing that, like, struck me strangely. Okay. In the previous book, Morghese is trying to convince the nobles around her that Galad is only her, like, half-son and she doesn't really give a shit about him. But she is constantly asking... Pedro Nile, if she can see him. Yeah, because she thinks that he would support her. Because she wants to... I don't know. I just Those two things don't work together, so... Just because he's not her favorite doesn't mean that she can't see the value in having someone who she loves around. But she doesn't want people to think that she loves Galad so that he can't be used against her. No, you are... You, he, he, I, once you're in the White Cloaks, like, they're... I don't think that that's an option, right? I, I think that they're past that point, honestly. I think I guess, she knows yeah. it. I guess, yeah. 
I don't know. It just was interesting that that was her previous... That was how she was in the previous book, and then this book is just, like, a little bit different, right? Yeah. Because Niall's like, she's asked that a bunch of times before, and it's not going to be the last time she asks that, so I just... Here's my thing. I think that, before I move on from this, I just think that Elaine would be a good queen in the future. Yeah. I don't think right now she's in the best place to do it because she wants she wants to be off on her own adventure. Yeah. Like, that is where her head's at. Mm-hmm. And she she consistently chooses that over working with other people. Well, it's tough. To, it's tough because right now, problem number one is the weather. The weather is 100%. going to yeah. kill everybody unless it's solved. And yeah. so I think that Elaine just sees that as... The number, like, she's ordering problems in importance, and that's number one. she also views herself as the only person that can solve that problem, which isn't true. She can't. Like, Nynaeve could have gone off to do that, and Elaine could have gone to Andor to solve the host of other issues going on with Andor and Kyrian. I guess, but her and Nynaeve are the only ones who, like, saw in the, in Teleron Riyadh where the bowl is, and so... I know, but I'm saying if she's going to be queen, she needs to learn how to delegate better. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. And the fact that they saw the bowl in, t- in Ebu Dar in the Teleran Riyadh has not helped them find it. Yeah, it's going poorly. So, um, so I don't know. unfortunate. I just think she wants to she wants to have this very active role in, like, the front line of this story. Yeah. And until she's ready to be more of a leader who, like, leads from a throne... She's not going to be the best queen. And I think that we're, I think what we're getting is the story of how she gets to the point where I think she should be queen. Yeah. I don't think she should be queen right now, but it would be better for everyone if she was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that Morghese is... And, and, like, she shouldn't be queen right now, right? Morghese should. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But, yeah. Not that anyone should be queen or king. Monarchies are dumb. That's not a commentary on anything. Um. So, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's so anyway, more Aes Sedai and Camelin. There's yes. they're they're hanging out at the Silver Swan. Yep. That will probably be important, maybe, or it won't. I don't know. I'm sure it is going to be no. important. Robert Jordan brings up random things like that all the time, and then forgets about them. He says, knowing it's not true. Um, and uh, Rand <laughs> is like, "Yo, we're uh, we're gonna go to war in Ilian, so that's gonna be fun." Yeah, I don't really understand. I'm not gonna lie. the The plan for Ilian has been very confusing for me. Has it? Um, yeah. They're attacking. But they have an like, army. <laughs> They're but, going to war. What's? <laughs> but I don't understand what the fake out was with Matt. He needs to pull Samael to the fortresses at the front lines to the fight because he can't attack Samael in the main palace in the center of Ilion. So he needs to pull Samael to the fight so that he can drop in and fight him. I yeah okay. Right. I don't know the the whole like Rand pulling a fast one with Matt and everything. I don't I don't really understand how that is supposed to work because you are gathering an army. I I I, I don't know. It, it yeah. I think maybe we don't have all the pieces for it yet because right now it doesn't make sense in my head. Uh, Goofy Warrior Guy says the biggest problem with the whole Lost Bowl Cirque is that in Tarvalon they can just imagine themselves back into the room with the bowl and walk outside and see where they are, but nobody remembers. No, they can't go back. No, they already asked for the need once. Yes, yeah. so... and so they can't just follow the need back to it. Yes, they did it once and they wasted it. <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing about the one thing about the Ebudar storyline that surprises me is that they're not looking for the bowl in Teleran Riyad. Like, an, oh. Like, oh. why would you search during the day? 
Why would you put yourself at risk when you could just search at night? There's no real reason for them to put themselves at risk by like actually walking those streets. They could sit in the palace and like hang out all day and then search Teleranriot at night and they wouldn't have to like break into people's houses because it, they they can do whatever they want. No right. one can stop them. Like that's one of the questions I have is where I'm like, why, why not just search when people aren't looking at you? You have like the ability to walk the streets all night. And no one can stop you entering any buildings. There's no rules. You you have the run of the place. But during the day, it's dangerous. You have to use weaves to hide who you are. You like things can go down. But in Telran Riyadh, they can't. So I'm just kind of surprised. Like, why, why wouldn't you just searching in Telran Riyadh? Because yeah. they're like, oh, are we gonna break into that house? Go to bed, and search it in the dream world. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're worried about running into somebody in Telran Riyadh. I mean, but, yeah, uh, maybe. It just, it feels, it feels like, um, it feels like the safer way for them to do the search would be in Teleranrio. Yeah, I did not think about that. And also they could get into the buildings that they are currently looking at and being like, oh, there's that a person there. That they can't there. go into. Like, yeah. There might be Black Aja and Teleranriad. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Sure, but, but they go into Teleranriad all the they time. They do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know why... Now it's like a problem. Objects aren't always around in Teleran Riyadh, only if they're moved around a lot. But when they found the bowl, it specifically said that everything was dusty because they've been there. So it's like, yeah. Teleran Riyadh is also technically dangerous. Do yeah, Nynaeve and Elaine? Do, okay, you cannot tell me for one fucking second that Nynaeve and Elaine think we'll be about like, danger. Oh, it's dangerous. Okay, we're not gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> Nynaeve is like, I am the danger. Nynaeve is fully, I, I am, am the one the who knocks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But, uh, yeah, we know it's going poorly. They haven't found anything as of yet, or at least Egwene doesn't hear that they have, so. I just feel like it would move faster because you wouldn't have to, like, sneak into buildings. Well, you could search during the day and then search again in your dreams. Like, you could go double yeah. the time. So... Yeah, I don't know. Sis Army says, so they find it in Teleran, Riyadh, what's next? How do they figure out where that is? What, what do you mean? They just, like, walk from the building to the palace in Teleran, Riyadh, and they remember the path. Yeah. Seven turns to the left, and then a right, and then 60 paces down the road. <laughs> yeah, it would just, it would, it would just be easier. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. So, <clears throat> let's... Move on to chapter eight. Is there anything else in chapter seven we missed? Anything important? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, chapter eight, the final chapter of our reading of the week. We're at two hours and nine minutes, guys. We're, we're making good time for a book club. Uh, Egwene. <laughs> Let's go. Egwene Alviari uh, is um, sitting with Swan and... Uh, Sheriam. 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 And Chisa. Which is amazing. Uh, and I was like, why aren't they talking about the fact that Merrigan escaped? Or Loghain? It's because Merrigan hasn't escaped yet. Because yes. this is happening is before. Moment. Which is confusing. Because we're like eight chapters into this book. And then suddenly we're going all the way back to like yes. the epilogue this of the last like book. This is like happening at the same time as that. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this threw me off. I was reading this um, uh, yeah, about like, 20 minutes before happening? the stream started. Um, I read chapter seven and eight. Uh, in uh, between 10 and 11 a.m. this morning because I did not finish my reading 
this week. Um, oops. So I was yeah, reading it. I was like, it. wait, what did I miss? Like, why? Everyone's chill. And then she's like putting the brace on. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, this is pretty cool. But I do like that um, uh, she says they're being annoying. Yeah, she's like, wow, it's super dark. I wouldn't ruin my eyes reading in this light. And Sherry's you, you, um, like frustrated with it. Yeah. And Egwene's like, she doesn't know that Chisa's here to piss her off so that I can get away with shit. And I was yeah, like. Yeah, brilliant. Egwene, let's I go. I love it. I'm here for all of that. I love it. Because she's just, she's so sweet and funny. Like I, I her being in the scenes mm-hmm. just makes them that much better. I, uh, I very much enjoyed it. But um, yeah, she like she like puts the bracelet on, mm-hmm. and Sherryam's like, "Oh, weird! I've seen Nynaeve and Elaine wear that bracelet." So, like, oh yeah, it's the same one. Yeah, they gave it to me as a gift when they left, and Sherryam's like, and I'm like, "That's like the most rational." Oh yeah, it makes sense. Explanation possible. It was just very funny uh, that like Sherryam noticed it. Like I, I don't know, it's very common knowledge that the three of them are very close. So yeah, they're like. Biffles. Yeah. They're straight mm-hmm. biffles. Uh, and uh, they're worried about food. Egwene's like, we need, we're stopping for one day. And Shreem's like, we should do like four or five. And Egwene's like, I will not strip bare the land of these people. Yeah. And also, I don't want to fight them over their food. So we're, we're stopping for one day and then we're going to move on. Yeah. Gareth Bryan knows what's up. And we're going to hope that Nynaeve and Elaine pull this shit off or else it doesn't matter. Everyone's dead. Yeah. The sun is going to burn us all. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I honestly think the world probably has... Two more months? If it continued like that? Yeah. Before the cities die? I mean, obviously, like, smaller farms will be okay, because you just need less food, but, like, yeah, the, but the major cities are going to die soon. Yeah, because there's just not yeah. enough crops. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it just isn't water, right? Like, well, not yes. even crops. But it becomes the ideal waste everywhere. You can't, yeah. If people aren't drinking water, like, they'll die, right? Yeah. Um, And so... Yeah. Katarina Erno, thank you so much for the super thank chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate that. And so, uh, yeah, the rest of the chapter is, is kind of, um, oh. Oh, we learned. Wait, 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 wait. We yes. learned something. Big news. Big news. Go. Egwene just turned 18. <laughs> sure. No, that is that was a revelation for me. Because I was like, I thought she was already like 19 years old in like book one. And I was like, okay. Cool. Uh, yep. Glenn Peterson, thank you so much for that super chat. Thank you, Glenn Peterson. Robert Jordan seems to imply that using the stone ring tenter Tarvalon is addictive in some way. Egwene is initially possessive of it, and it turns Nynaeve and Elaine into harridans who can't share a civil word in book five. I didn't think that that was because of the Terangrails. I but... don't, I never got the implication that that had anything to do with the Terangrails. Yeah. Personally, I never got the implication that it had anything to do with Teleron Rout, other than that they slept less because. You don't get, like, real sleep when you're in bed. But that is an interesting idea. Yeah. I don't know that I've... I don't really feel like that has been laid out in the books, though, in a way that is obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But if there there might be stuff in the future that, that sets that up better. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah I it's an interesting reading of it, though. impression, but yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, so the, the, the big news, which I thought you were going to share, but you wanted to go for a birthday, um... <laughs> Uh, just, the big news is that uh, Sawan ferreted out and Egwene reveals to Shuriam that she knows mm-hmm. that certain people within the salad bar Aes Sedai mm-hmm. sent 10 Aes Sedai back to the tower to be spies. spies. 
Yeah. And to reveal to them the truth of the Reds to try and, like, destabilize um, mm-hmm. uh, Aleda. Yeah. They did not tell the other sitters of the High Council of Salad Bar because yeah. they're worried that some of the sitters might be Black Aja. And so Egwene basically steps and, like, steps literally standing over Shriam and is like, I got you. I got you, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Sharon's like, let me take a day to uh, just, you know, double check with my buddies. And she's like, nope, right now. Yeah. She's like, I got you. And if I were to reveal this, you're hosed. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. The fact that now Egwene actually has something legitimate to hang over Sharon is going to be a very interesting power dynamic. Because Egwene has um, been able to manipulate Sharon to a certain degree mm-hmm. where, she, you know, she thinks that Sherry has more power than she does, but um, because she has this, like, extra little, like, gotcha thing, yeah. um, I think this is the moment Egwene is going to start asserting more of her dominance as opposed to playing people off of each other, which mm-hmm. was very funny to read the whole, like, if there's one thing I can rely on, it's whatever Remain and Lalanda want, Sherry will oppose. Yeah, yeah, Ramanda? I like if Remain? Lalandi. Lala. Hmm. Uh, if if they say the sun is going up, Sharim will say the sun is going down. Yeah, and I was like, this is. Uh, but this moment of power, of holding, uh, Shariam's nutsack in a vice. Yeah. Uh, does not last because suddenly she feels pain through the bracelet that she put on. Conveniently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just in time to see that a man. A man channels. Has touched, and I was like, oh, this is a prequel to the epilogue of yes. Last Book. Yes, and she feels like that moment of hope. Romaine and lettuce. Ah, oh, that, yes. From the salad bar. From the salad bar, Oh, yes. my God, this is perfect. Okay, all right. That actually, that, yes, uh-huh. What a sad salad bar if it only has romaine and lettuce. Well, I mean, we could call some of the other people. Shariam can be sherry vinaigrette. Shh. Sherry. Sherry, baby. Um, Sherry, wow. Sherry, baby. Oh, and, um. Sherry, baby. What's her face? Delaney. won't you come out tonight? Delana is the one who's being, like, influenced. He's, uh, yeah. By. Dill Pickles. Dill Pickles. <laughs> Who has dill pickles <laughs> oh on a salad God. bar? I don't know. Delana, also, I like that Egwene is like, Delana's the only one I can trust. And I was like, Delana's a fucking evil witch. <laughs> and that, that's why I brought it up, because I was like, oh, no, this is going to go sideways. They are the um, original Vatiga? Viti- I don't know what that is. Chessa is the cheese. Let's oh, go. Oh, my God. They do have cheese? Yeah. We've uh, got sherry vinaigrette, <laughs> and we've got romaine and lettuce. The salad bar is coming together. Oh, oh Vegeta. Oh, Vegeta? I read Vatiga, and I was like, logic's all. I don't know what v- a Vatiga is. Vatiga? V- oh, no, no, it was, you You were correct. I'm already giving me Johnny Rockets flashbacks PTSD. Why do you have Johnny Rockets PTSD? Johnny Rockets is great. Um, So, yeah, Sherry Vinaigrette and Romaine are still an extremely sad salad bar. That is it's true. It's fine. We will keep adding to the salad bar as, as we... <laughs> Which is funny, because they've left salad bar. Um, That's true. Yeah, and then, so Egwene uh, basically is like, I need some air. She goes, Merrigan's not there. Uh, and it's basically yeah. just a replay of um, the epilogue from the last book. Pretty much, yeah. And I was sad that this is where the reading ended this week. I was like, no, I need to know what happens next. Need to know more. So next um, week, we will be talking about chapters nine through, um, I want to start doing this a little bit earlier in the show because people always ask because we do it right at the end and it doesn't make sense. 
What? I agree. We always like tell what next week's chapters are going to be way too late in the oh, show. Oh, we should start saying that at the beginning. Yeah, we should. That is, yeah, that is fair. Next week, we are going to be doing chapter nine. To 18. To 18, so. Nine to 18. Nine whole um, chapters. Also, uh, Halima's the dressing. Uh, also, um, next week, uh, or uh, the, the week after that, I think, uh, the chapter that was selected for our this month's audiobook reaction yes. is going to be chapter 31. 31. So keep an eye out on the YouTube. Uh, the week uh, Earlier in the week of that, we will be doing a full audiobook reaction to chapter 31 yes. of this book. That was what the poll in the Discord won. Yes. If you are not in the Discord, you're missing out on being able to tell us what to do. Yeah, I was going to say, come and hang out on the Discord because we've decided... That once per book, we're going to react to one chapter mm -hmm. that is selected by you guys. It's going to be 31 this time around. And if you want to be part of that uh, discussion, then um, please, you know, come on over to uh, to uh, the Discord. Um, I want to change the name of one of our Discord channels. Okay. Uh, I want to change the name of the Wheel of Time Spoilers channel uh -huh. to the Wise Ones because it's Wise One Business. They tell us what to do. Ah, oh, uh, that's And fun. we can't go in there. The Wheel of Time spoil. If you're in the Wheel of Time spoilers channels, I just want you to know. I think of you much like Rand views Amis and Soralia. Well, no. So Sex Monkey is Soralia, right? And yes. then I think like Matterk is kind of Amis. Uh huh. Uh huh. Dakuna is um. Bayur, I guess. <laughs> and I then the rest of you, and the then lane. the rest of the people in there are the wise ones. <laughs> we've got. Oh, we've also got Ellen. Ellen is um. Who is the um? That I cannot remember any of their names now because we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You guys get it. But we are going to keep... Let's keep spoilers still in the title just for, like, new people. Oh, I'm not actually going to change it because I think that it would be tough for people. Oh, okay. But, like, I enough. want to change it. Right, I don't think right. we should because I don't want people clicking in there who are, like, first-time readers who are joining us on the adventure yeah. to go in there by accident. Um, well, that's what I mean. We'll just put spoilers out. They are the wise ones. We'll put wise ones and then spoilers. Okay. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. That is very funny. Yeah. Um, don't d behave yourself, or you will get spanked. That's all I'm saying. So, question, Clarus, for mm -hmm. you. We've mm -hmm. gotten through all the chapters. We're at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Um, do what do you think is going to happen in this book? What do you think the like the the big final fight is? And is it Samael and Ilian? Is that what the thrust of this book is? I think that's what's being set up. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if it's actually the Aes Sedai. Oh, interesting. I think Samael and Ilian will definitely be a big part of this book. I think that moving the spears toward... The, the war is going to start, so I don't think there's anything that you could... Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything you can do about it once that happens. Like, yeah. Rand is going to have to support his armies. Because if Rand doesn't show up for those armies in Ilian and his army gets crushed, I mean, it would be interesting storytelling, right? Because then you end up with a, a, a leader with nothing to lead. But um, I don't know. I feel like Ilian's going to be a big part of this book. Yeah, I think it will be a big part of this book, but I think that Rand is going to fail at drawing Samael out. Because I think Samael, oh, okay. Samael knows that he's at he's best when he is on the defensive. But Samael also thinks that there's a peace between them. Like, Samael is under the impression right now that he and Rand have a truce. No, I think that's just what he told Grandal to manipulate her. I don't actually think he, think he believes. I think he believes it. Okay. I don't. I do. I think he's going to be pissed when Rand attacks. I think he's going to view it. I think him and Rand are going to have a fight in this book where he's like, you broke our truce. And Rand is going to be like, what the no, fuck are you talking Rand about? Rand literally told his messenger, no, go fuck yourself. His messenger exploded into a skin. Bleed. I know, but I think that somebody will views that as that they're going to have a truce. Why would he view that? Because Samael's, a, I don't know, he's a lunatic. But I think that, yeah, I, I, I do think that... Um, 
Rand and Samael are going to meet up, and Rand's going to be like, "You violated our truce." And Samael, and Rand's response is going to be like, "We, um, we didn't have a. Tr- what are you talking about?" Mm, I, I think that's just what he told Grandal. I don't think that he right. actually believes that there's a. We'll truce. We'll find out. Probably in this book. Yeah. Um, getting spanked is not a threat. It depends on who's doing the spanking. <laughs> yeah. Um, another. If thing- I'm going to spank you, it's probably a threat because uh- I got big hands. Uh, another thing about, um, just very quickly, uh, the, uh, reaction to the chapters. Okay. Um, we, we do post the full thing on Patreon. Yeah, Um, join the patrons. So if you would like to join the Patreon and watch our full unedited reactions to, um, obviously the videos that we do, but also when we do the chapters for the books, those will also be unedited up over there. Uh, please feel free to come hang out on Patreon because, um, you also get to vote for the movie that we react to. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Which, uh, the first one of that will be dropping soon. If you are a patron today, you're going to get the full-length reaction to Warcraft. Uh, the edited version will go up tomorrow on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's insane. Uh, yeah. Clarus didn't know who Glenn Close was. Despite, you, you have to watch it. The moment is incredible. It's something else. Um, it really is something else. Sure. Um, uh, anyways. Um, so. Hilo? Hi, low. Yeah. All we, right. We still got two sections left of this podcast. I think the I said I fight is actually going to be the. I think the two I said I factions are going to fight, and I think Rand is going to fight Smail. I think that's going to be the. You think there'll be like two simultaneous battles? Yes, and then I think that something's going to go down in Ebudar to fix the weather because the the weather has to get fixed soon. Yes, the weather. Otherwise, yes. you're going to really push my willingness to buy that the weather can be this bad and that like cities exist. No, and that's the thing that is going to have to be solved. I think before the end of the book, even. Oh, um, I think so too. Because otherwise, like it, it it just starts to become a little bit unbelievable. Yeah. And I don't want that. I really want to be able to like stay. I, I'm really enjoying the path we're on between this book, with the start of this book and the last book. Yeah. And I, I want to stay on that path with them. Mm-hmm. And if it gets to the point where it's been like eight months since it rained, I'm going to be like, that's just not, that's not possible. The cities yeah. would fall apart. Yeah. Like no, Kyrie, the, the, all of the politicking would be non-existent mm-hmm. because no one would live in a city because you would have to spread out. To survive. I also think that Rand is going to have to deal with the fanatics in this book. Because they're just going around making things way worse. Oh, Masima? Yeah. yeah. He's going to have to come up with a way to deal with that, but I just don't know. I don't think he does it in this book. I think that's next book. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I, I think that that will happen. I just don't think it's this book. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Highs and lows of the first nine, uh, one prologue and eight chapters of the uh, Lord of Crown of Swords. I keep saying the Lord of Chaos. I'm not out of the Lord of Chaos brain yet. It's a good book. Lord of Chaos is, is my second favorite Wheel book. of Time book. Yeah. Uh, I think, hmm, what is my high? Honestly, I think that my high for this section mm-hmm. was uh, Carl being like, I did it already. That's too bad. So sad. And Miranda's like, no. No. That's not how this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that hilarious. He's straight up like, no, I'm no, we're not doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that, that that is my high because it it made me cackle. Um cool. so, yeah, that's my high. Uh my low. Mm-hmm. What's my low? What's your guys' high low? Yeah, throw those in the chat. Drop those um, in the chat. My low is probably that's actually really tough for this. Yeah. Uh, chapter one. I feel like chapter one and two... They, Smelling. The, the book could have started off faster. Okay. It was a really slow beginning. 
And I know a lot of the books have really slow beginnings, but I just feel like you don't, you, he doesn't, at this point in the series, I feel like they could start off a little bit stronger than this one did. I don't know. I, Especially because the prologue is so exciting. Yeah. And then you start chapter one and I feel like the the motion of the prologue gets the book going and then chapter one and two just kind of are like a stutter stepping. I, I do think you need the perspective though of the the like tinderbox about to ignite that is Rand's army. For sure. I think that there's a way that you can do that in motion. Yeah. Rather than spending so many pages... Um, Kind of like literally sitting on a log. Yeah, right? I, I yeah, I think that that's fair. But I do think what was done in that chapter is important. You guys are the worst. God damn it. Um. So then, what's your low? Um. My low. Ah, uh, I don't know. This is gonna sound kind of like silly, but um, I don't know what the hell Savannah is playing at. Like she, like her plan. Savannah doesn't make any sense. Her too. plan is insane, and I think she's a. I think she's interesting. And I think she's well written and everything like that. But I just, I look at her and I'm like, what the hell? Like what? Like, like this is not. This is gonna go terribly. How? Yeah, yeah. It's weird because it's like a low, but I, it, I don't think it's like bad. Does that make it's sense? It's just weird. Yeah. It, I chalk it up to like I don't get the IEL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then my high, uh, it's pretty easy for me, actually. I think my high is the death of Pedro Nile. Not because I, like, loved it, because I think the world's actually better off with Pedro Nile in charge than Emin Valda, but... Um, but it was like, oh, shit! It was genuinely a surprise in a way that I was like, oh, wow, in a prologue. Like, because yeah. the prologues are usually pretty tame. They're usually, what? like... What? They're usually long and setting up a bunch of people's opinions. The, isn't the previous prologue the one where we went straight up to Shia Ghul? To talk to the Dark One, yes, yes, yeah. But, like, nothing happens in them. It's usually place setting. Like, this is the first prologue where an event that, like, a world-changing event happens on screen. Right? Demandred going to Shia Ghul right. and being told to let the Lord of Chaos rule is kind... It, 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 nothing happens. Yeah, right. In fact... Demandred goes to Shia Ghul and and the devil is like, hey, just chill out for a bit. Is kind of what happens in that prologue. I guess. And so Demandred doesn't act. I guess there weren't like events that happened, but I, I did think it was very exciting. I'm not saying it's not exciting. Yeah. I'm saying that the, the the previous prologues have always set up where our non-POV characters are kind of at in their lives. Yeah. And like the direction they might be heading at in, it's always teased at things. Yeah. But it's always been more about teasing. This prologue has the leader of the White Cloaks assassinated in the prologue. And then nobody finds out about the Sanchen. I, 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 they are very different, right? Yeah. Like in terms of action. I don't think Demandra going to Shia Ghul is filled with much action. Okay, okay. It's fascinating. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. complaining. But they're very different, right? Um, okay, that's fair. Book one prologue is nonsense. Until later, right? Book one prologue doesn't mean anything as you're reading it. You're like, wait, what the, what? I remember reading the book one prologue and being like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm lacking so much context right now. It was cool, but yeah, it was definitely. It, but it's meant to be. Yeah. It's meant to not, you're not supposed to understand the book one prologue. Yeah. Right? It's very intentional the way that it's structured. This, this is storytelling in the prologue where it should just be a chapter. 
Yeah. And All right. I loved it. Yeah, you're right. We do get an, a huge battle. Granted, it's a battle that we've already seen. Yeah. We get a huge battle. We get, um, I guess, uh, we get Alviarin a, a, a learning how to travel, which is also a big event. We get, yeah, Pedronile dying. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, big things that happen to, like, push things forward in the prologue this time around. So I think I think that that's fair. No, the book yeah. one prologue is 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 great and well done, and I see yeah, why they did it that way. Oh, but it's when fantastic. it's the yeah, yeah. first thing that you read, yeah, it's kind of like, whoa, what? I agree with James Ross. Book one prologue is much better on the reread. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think it's built for you to go back at the end of book one and reread the prologue and be like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nemsi brings up that Forsaken were resurrected in the last prologue, but it, we, th- but that's it. They were just like, okay, you're alive now. I that's That is... Setting up a tease for what is going to happen, but it yeah. isn't an action in and of itself that affects our characters. Where do you Does think, that make sense? Yeah, where do you think Osengar is? We know where Arangar is. Where do you think Osengar is? Black Tower, probably. Hmm. Right? Maybe it's Deshiva. Maybe Deshiva is Osengar. No, because Deshiva's mad. Deshiva's insane. Or he's pretending to be insane. He can make his emotions smell a certain way. He wouldn't know Perrin would have that ability. He died and was brought back by the devil and put in a body that's not his own. He might smell like all kinds of weird shit. I guess, I, but I, I don't agree. Also, he was wearing fucking, like, a leather, like, kink outfit to war in the first book. <laughs> that man's probably a little bit crazy. He might not be crazy by the taint. He might be normal crazy. <laughs> Gregory says last book you said it was Josh. I think it could definitely be someone in the Black Tower. I do not think no, it's Shiva. No, because, wait, didn't Josh die? No, Josh Josh didn't die. Ken died. Ken died, yes. Yeah, Ken died. Justice for Ken, please. Ken um, should have gotten a full episode six style burial in the prologue. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Ken. We need to make those shirts. Um, uh, well, before we get into everyone's favorite section, we, uh, wait, that's it. Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. If you uh, like and subscribe, do all those things. Follow us on the internet. I'm at Nerdy Like Mitley. this video. This is the first time. Smash that like button, guys. First time we said it this whole video. This is uh, an absurdity. Yeah, you know what we haven't said for the first time this video, though? What? This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is where you listen to books instead of read them. Because yes. I, many reasons. There's a lot of reasons people reasons. listen to books. Uh, one is that it is hard to hold a book uh, and ride a bike. But if you want to read a book while riding a bike, try audibletrial.com slash nerdy nightly. That's a great one. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. If you want to read a book and drive, I recommend Audible because reading and driving is dangerous. Is, is And illegal. Yeah. If you want to read a book and fly a plane, I think they mostly have autopilot. So you're probably good on that one. I think a lot of pilots probably read books. Uh, if you want to read a book... I don't think so. ...on a plane... Oh, no, no. You know what's a good one? If you want to read a book on a plane that's flying at nighttime, and you want to turn on that fucking light, and you want to be the one person on that plane With who has their on? goddamn light on... And you're in the middle, and people on either side of you are trying to sleep? Get audible. You're a monster. You're an <laughs> absolute terror. Hey, you do what you gotta if do, If you though, turn right? that light on in the <laughs> middle of a night on a flight, I will find you. And I will use a very particular set of skills, and I will end you. It is, those lights 
are there by accident. They are they are a failure of the airlines. Do not dare turn your light on on a plane at like three o'clock in the morning. If it's like six, fine. I'll, I'll deal with oh it. But God. if it's the middle of the goddamn night, if you're flying New York to Tokyo and it's a 13 hour flight and everyone is sleeping and you turn your goddamn light on to read a book, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdy nightly and don't do that. Audible, because you can't hold a book and wipe with both hands. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> you Nobody wipes with both hands. Oh, nobody thought... <laughs> is doing this. Not unless it's Smut Corner. Or um, like, take, what, do you like roll up the toilet paper and then like squeegee yourself front to back? That's not what a squeegee is. A squeegee is the thing. Nobody wipes with both hands. I agree. Um, thank you, Audible, for still being a sponsor and not <laughs> uh, and not dropping. Oh us. my god! Uh, it's, it's only because they haven't watched our show. There is no look, guys. We we have some sponsorships coming up on other videos. Uh, please, 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 please. Mm-hmm. On Monday, watch our House of the Dragon video um, as fast as you see it go up because. Uh, the video will be sponsored, yes. and if it does really well, um, we'll get more sponsorships. Yes. So, like, help us out. It's good for us. If you've ever been like, hey, like, I want them to make money, but um, I, I don't want to give them my money, how can I help? Watch Monday's House of the Dragon reaction. Please. Just put it on. Turn the uh, Don't mute the YouTube video. Mute your computer and let it run the all the way through yeah. at, uh-huh. like, 0.5 speed um, and like the video and leave a comment uh-huh. on Monday. It would help us so much. Um, but watch the ad that we're filming for, because it's actually going to be funny. Um, it is. We're putting a lot of work into it. It's going to be hilarious. But nobody wants to actually sponsor the book club, <laughs> even though it does pretty good numbers, uh, because we're animals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this, is, this is our life now. Ben our Kelly lives. wants to know what the sound of one hand wiping is. Ben Kelly, if you don't know what the sound of one hand wiping is, I'm really concerned about the it's state of your asshole. blessed silence. Um, I've never... I, what, what does wiping sound like? You can't hear that. Your ears are up here. Your butthole's far away. <laughs> no one's got their ear up to the toilet. I'm sorry. <laughs> your ears are up here. Your butthole is far away. Is usually the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> that I've ever said? Wow. No, no, no. The funniest thing was, wait, Glenn Close, like from Dungeons and Dads. All right. Anyways, everybody's favorite moment. Go follow us, Nerdy Nightly. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us around the internet. <laughs> your or, ears or are up here. Your butthole's <laughs> far away. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> so, smart corner. Uh, where would you add a 16? <laughs> In this section of uh, the Wheel of Time is what we're talking about. God, no one's going to ever want us to be guests on anything ever again. Um, we were well behaved on the wheel reads. Guys, we were. We were well behaved. Please give us some thumbs up in chat because we were very well behaved. And they we said dirtier stuff than we did. That's so. true. That is that is true. Um, oh, my God. Um, I don't know. Smut Corner is tough on this one because everyone is like recovering from like war. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Parent and Fayil definitely fuck, but that's not adding sex. That's Robert Jordan was straight up like, and then they fuck. I think that Savannah also uses her boobs to convince the other wise ones not to, like, tattle on her. Mm. You know? Yeah, she performs a little group cunnilingus to, like, keep everyone on her side. (laughs) 
She's like, guys, I got them titties. And if you haven't seen them yet, although I, they have sweat tents, so they probably all have. But she's like, you can touch it. If you if you lie for me, you can touch the booby. And they're do, like, uh, okay. Do you think Perrin and Fayola are like, they're not ready to have kids, so they do anal to try and like stop her from being pregnant? No, I think Fayil wants like 72 children. And not, her mom they're wants, like at war though. I think they're like, no, I think Fail wants She's ready to the pop babies. them out? Yeah. Okay. She, the way that she talked about what her mom was saying in the previous book, I think that she wants she wants the little wolves running around. Um, this uh, is tough. I, I think that, like, Min and Rand aren't ready yet. Min but and they, Rand... I, like, I think that Min and Rand will have a sex scene in the next thing. I mean, Min is ready. No, they're both... They're, they're, like, the problem is that this is such a condensed little story that we've told here, and everyone is exhausted and... Like, upset. How do you feel about knowing you just inspired hundreds of people to listen carefully next time they wipe? Uh, pretty good. I'm pretty happy about it, Monkey. Thank you for that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. I hope everyone listens when they wipe. God, I can't. No. Mm -mm. Oh, my God. I just, I want... (laughs) I think, here's the thing. I think that next week we'll have a lot of smut corners. It's just that this week is a tough one because, like... Yeah. Where do you add it? Where do you actually, yeah. We already had the smut only, in the actual book. The only smut corner that I can think of is everyone gets laid when they get back to Kyrian. Not just Perrin and Fayil. That That is a, that is, like, everybody like who gets back. It's like a big group orgy yeah. because they're like, hey, we're alive. Yeah, okay. I think that some of them are like, hey, we missed out on the festivities of the of New Year's Day. Oh. Can we touch some titty? We never talked about the fact that the Gaishan Shido are running around fully nude because there's no white clothes to give them. I, I don't know why that's worth bringing up. That's totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. Totally normal. Nothing there. Yeah, I'm not looking. I swear, Perrin. Uh, <laughs> oh, um... Oh my god. Uh, Alviran and Aleda, yeah, if they just bone down, honestly, it would relieve a lot of tension between the two of them, I think. Alviran is like, angry still sex. working for the devil. So. Sure. Mm. But I think Aleda would feel mm. better. Mm. You know? Oh, guys, I think I figured out who Masana is in the who? White Tower. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's the cook. What's her name? Um, Lisa? Not Lisa. Lyra? No. Lyra? No. The one who helps Swan escape, who really likes me. Starts with an L. I think she is a Forsaken. God, I hope so. We talked about that, though. Laris. Thank you, Perry Wolf. Yes. There we go. I think Laris is Forsaken. I think that's why she helped Swan and Leanne escape, because she knew that it would sow division among the uh, Aes Sedai. And so I think that Laris is... Uh, and I think that's why she was fucking with Min so hard. Um, because she was, like, actually fucking with her. So I think that Laris is... Uh, Either Masana, no, probably Masana, not Semrahaj. I don't mm-hmm. think Semrahaj would do it. Yeah, and the thing Lapras. is, the, the thing is, well, is that Alviarin cannot feel Masana's ability to channel. So that she's inverting the weeds. Yeah, that's why I think that she's in the at tower disguised as a, a like a servant as opposed to an Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. All right, because otherwise she'd be like way too. Loras was Landfear, guys. Uh, this is a good time for me to announce. Um, Something that I've been meaning to tell you for a long time. Oh, great. Uh, right at the end of the podcast is that um, I am actually Lanfear. Uh, so. Boo! Damn it. This is a problem because I'm actually Lanfear. <laughs> what? <laughs> no! Got him. 
Uh, y'all, thank you so much for an amazing up? book club. We missed you guys. I'm sorry this was very chaotic. I feel like we were slightly more chaotic than usual, but I feel not like, that much I'm not going to lie. I feel like these chapters didn't have a lot in them, and so we added chaos. Uh, I Honestly, like, I think the beginning of this book is a little slow. Yeah. Um, except for the prologue. And like the, the choral decrowning was pretty cool, but a lot of the else is just like... Stuff that we it's like set up, yeah. yeah. It's so set up. I feel like we are we're always more chaotic when there's not like more fun shit for us to like. Yeah, because we don't feel the need to yeah. like really get through the stuff. We're allowed to. Mm-hmm. Lars is so wrong. <laughs> ah, there it is. But who is Adar? We're gonna go watch Rings of Power and find out. I think. Actually, yeah, we're about to go watch Rings yeah. of Power right now. So then watch the reaction when it goes up. All right. Uh, thank you so much for uh, doing the watching of the show. And for liking this video, because I know every single one of you did that, right? Do something nerdy tonight, y'all. Thank you to our mods. Our mods are the best. Thank you, our mods. Uh, you guys kick so much booty. You, you're you all so sexy and attractive, and um, you're, you're, yes. you're smart and... Kind. Well... Kind? Um, Some of them are kind. Monkey isn't. Mm-hmm. Love you, monkey. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.